<laughs> Time went by in this God's creation, and I knew someday it would rock the nation. So I made my mind up just what to do, and I joined the Jam On production crew. Go crazy. Go crazy. <laughs> Don't let your body be lazy. Don't stop the body rock till your eyes and eye sockets get hazy. Pick up your ears and open your eyes if you want to hear the music just come alive. If you don't know how, get ready to learn, because Cosmo's taking its turn to burn. Take the C, add O and a Z, add another M, O and a something. Ah, oh, crap, I'm losing it. Welcome to Let the Music... I... I... <laughs> <laughs> I love that last that last chord. Welcome to Let the Music Be Your Master. My name is Steve Ricks. I'm here in the garage with uh, Brandon Arnold. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here in the garage. Too. Like it caught Hi, you Steve. off guard. Take man. it away. How did you get here? <laughs> Steve walked across the street and up a little bit. I'm Jordan Harmon. Walked up the street as well. Jason Johnson. I drove. Okay. Cross town. Wait, you don't live on the same street as us, Jason? <laughs> no. You're, Jason. No. I feel bad about it every Cross day. Town <laughs> Cross, Cross town rival. Cross town GVP. Rival. Yep. Um, what are we doing today, Sir, Sir Rick's uh, a lot? Sir a lot? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gentlemen, today we are tackling only the greatest musical genre ever invented, ever to surface on God's green earth. That is... New mm. wave. Mm. Wow. We'll see uh, did, did you say new wave? <laughs> Brand, new wave. So I'm a, I may be off. Brandon told me new age. I've got a list full of Yanni songs. <laughs> Yanni. <Enya>. Yanni. <laughs> oh, boy. It's going to be a long... That one's next week. That one's next week. It's going to be a long I, I've episode. had that locked and loaded for over a week. So you know <laughs> uh, yeah. How, <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty how good. much did you practice that one? <laughs> um, so... Uh, we we're gonna have some amazing conversations today. I'm sure we're gonna get into some some of the best music ever. Like I said, but before we do that, I believe we have uh, Mr. Johnson to thank for instituting a little thing we like to call "Tell Me Something Good." Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Although maybe this will get edited out. Uh, oh yeah. Why? Everybody clap. No, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and I believe I nominated Brandon. And so, That's Brandon, right. you, you've thought a lot about this, I could tell. Oh, uh, something good that I've been listening to yeah. recently. Yeah. What's a, what's a recent... Gosh, I've been listening to a lot of New Wave recently. <laughs> but I think we'll <laughs> get that figure. covered uh, in a bit. So what's something not New Wave I've been listening to lately? Uh, how, about, how about this? How about this? Um, there, was a, there was a band back in the 90s called That Dog. Um, maybe, maybe you could call it the female equivalent of Weezer. Kind of like that. Kind of, kind of a similar vibe, vibe, um, but better. (laughs) Easily, easily better. What? No, Weezer's pretty good too. Better than Weezer. Um, so let's see. I think they had three, yeah, they had three full length albums in the nineties and then Broke up, and, but they recently reunited. Never heard of them. Yeah, that uh, dog. Yeah, this, this is new this to year. Me they too. had an, they had an album come out this year. Also, their their earlier albums were just 
uh, reissued by Third Man Records. Is that yeah? Is that uh, Jack White's record label? Third Man Records. Yeah, I th- yeah, sounds I think like so. it. Yeah. So they reissued on uh, on vinyl the the earlier albums, which you should give us I, a I recommend give us a fifteen second taste. Yeah, I've never heard of, of their these. early stuff. Of the, I was I was going to play a song from. Here, here's whatever, a taste whatever of, okay. you've been listening to this week. Well, give us like their favorite track you've been listening to this week. I was going to play their a track from their new album, but if you've never heard their old album, let's do one of each. Uh, here's from 1977. No, let's do. Uh, so they weren't. You said '90s. Yeah, 1977. Is that the name, the name of their of album? '97. I meant. Oh. I said it wrong. <laughs> I said new, it wrong. He's in the new wave. He's thinking of the Talking Heads album. Yeah. Uh, okay. So this is what uh, what they sound like in the '90s. This is from their album Totally Crushed Out, 1995. The song's "He's Kissing Christian." <laughs> I like it, kind of like a, a <laughs> wow. rentals vibe, which is a mm-hmm. connected to the to Weezer as well. But I like uh, that. the the thing that puts them in my mind a step above Weezer. Three part harmonies. Mm-hmm. You can every song almost you can you can almost guarantee some uh, three part harmonies. The, it's uh, cool. Anna Werenker is the lead singer and guitarist, and then on bass you have I don't know which one Petra Hayden, and then her sister's name Rachel hmm. Rachel and Petra Hayden twin sisters actually triplets but the the third one isn't in the band yeah. um, <laughs> and then some guy on Awkward the drums Thanksgiving I don't remember his name but I think you know so one of the what have you guys been doing one of the Haydens is on bass the other one's on violin and then uh, then we got these gorgeous three-part harmonies I love that chorus. Cool. I love, I love yeah. the sound of the guitars and the way it rips open in the chorus. Yeah. So, so they've got an album that that came out this year, uh, called Old LP. So let's play one of the one of the songs from that. This is called Just the Way. Please forgive me For misreading into every word you said From the beginning I 
Cool. I like it. Maybe I like uh, maybe shades of Slater Kinney a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good. Yeah. So check them out. That dog. Oh, dude, that dog. I give that it dog. How many thumbs up do you give it? <laughs> Four and a half. <laughs> Seventeen. Seventeen <laughs> thumbs up. Do you have to own a dog or like dogs to be to be a fan? Maybe, mm. maybe it helps. I, I doubt yeah. it. Yeah. So okay. This will be a just good A/B test. Rick. Just to yeah, be, a, just, to be right. a, just to be a good human. <laughs> <laughs> I like dogs. I, let me go on the record. Well, let we, me go on the record. The, you guys gave it your best. <laughs> you gave it your best, and you realize we're not dog people. We're not dog haters. We're just not dog he's people. Just, he's just alienated it, our, our canine know. listeners. We, yeah, I know. You, gave it you the don't best. like animals that can't open the door for themselves. <laughs> that's yeah, that's partially true. I'm like, what are you dumb? I mean, it's right there. There's a latch. Just figure it out. You got to go to the bathroom. Take care of it. Don't go inside. Anyway, enough about dogs and cats. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you're still with us, uh, oh, do we oh. have any fan mail? Let's read some, <laughs> let's read some oh. fan mail. Hold on, let me let me get the bag. Okay, <laughs> and that was it for our fan mail section. <laughs> no fan mail. Oh, come on, guys. Please send your fan mail to Let the Music Be Your Master, P.O. Box 3457-Biz.biz. <laughs> We're probably not helping oh. our efforts by confusing them like this. Okay, sorry. Brandon, set the record Whatever. straight. You're, you're Whatever, the, we don't need it. You're the master of the Let the Music Be Your Master so where, how, do, how do our fans reach out to us if they want to let us know something? You could send an email to contact at letthemusicbeyourmaster.com. Is there any way we could get that email address longer? <laughs> can, we, can we put some other words in there? It's, or if your name is Henry T., you can just walk across the street, <laughs> and knock on the door. Listen, <laughs> say, I don't talk shit. Yeah. Now we're, we're trying to get... preserve anonymity here, Jordan. Right. H. Tuttle. Was, talk, <laughs> was talking about cease and desist letters. We're going to get one from Henry T.'s parents, I think. He's a minor. Okay. Uh, we are so, so happy to be here discussing New Wave. At least one of us is. I can tell you that right now. Uh, it's the greatest musical genre ever. Of course, you got to realize that I'm the old man of this crew, born in 1969. Oh, in the 60s. Yes. What is that like, Child Steve? Child of the 60s. <laughs> hey, what would peace that be and like? love. Peace and love, baby. What is that like? It's yeah. the greatest question to ever ask an old guy. <laughs> My mom well, was almost born in the Man 60s. Man hadn't even stepped on the moon when Steve was born. That's just like... Steve was like a live drink was, Sputnik. Wait, what, what month? <laughs> I, I, what month? I was born in May. When did Man oh, step on the true. moon? that's true. July. Yeah. yeah. Just after. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's a whole different Mind, mind blown. What's Puts, that, what's that what's meme that of like? the guy, like his brain exploding gradually? 
Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I'm that's, experiencing that's right now. That's what you wish you could express Level in one, words. Steve Ricks is older than me. Level two, <laughs> Steve was born in the 60s. Level three, man was not on the moon yet. Three, Steve was the man on the moon. The space baby. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He was a baby in, in 2001 in Space yeah. <laughs> Which came out in 68. That was you. Oh, wow. <laughs> Let me mention a couple in, things. In uh, utero. I, I remember when my grandma got a microwave oven for the first time. Okay. Oh, are you guys oof. about, is there, are your brains exploding even more? We were went through that too. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> what I asked these gentlemen to do was to, th- and I don't know how much time they put into it, but it was to think of three words. Three words oh, that, each? that that encapsulate word three words. Three each. words each. Okay, mm. um, forgot that job. Well, you know, just just I'm go with I'm going to do it. Jason I'm a teacher. I'm good at read your email. Coming up with crap. Three words that encapsulate uh, new wave for you. Let's start with Brandon and work our way around the horn. Okay, um, materialistic, cheesy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh my gosh! And dramatic. I'm so happy right now. What? Okay. <laughs> I'm, Over, I'm gonna go. He played the. Sorry, sorry. Over dramatic. He played okay. the cheese card. Oh my gosh! All right, folks. I'm sorry, but Brandon's not gonna be able to finish the rest of the episode with this. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I, I think his family's I'm calling saying, him, so he's got. When go. I hear a new wave, what comes to mind? <laughs> okay, that's okay. what comes okay. to mind. Interesting. All right, mine is Jordan. Odd, angular. Electronic. Wow. What are three words that you think of when you hear the word angular? <laughs> what are three words that I think? Of? Yeah, I, I don't know. What, I don't know what that means. Geometry. Obtuse. Uh, <laughs> are you talking about obtuse angles or acute ones? I don't know. Uh, Brandon, come on. <laughs> what don't angular. It's like I think angular. Think is about a melody to describe like a very athletic <laughs> specimen. <laughs> <laughs> that was an angular melody. I just performed yeah, one for you. He just he just got it. Uh, Jason, take it away. Three words. Uh, MTV. <laughs> That's yeah. Okay. That Acronym is I, a word. I like okay. I okay. Like I can explain. I can. I can, I can explain I like all these. Of course. Um, of course. Eighties. Mm-hmm. And okay. fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, bop. Okay. Um, I love it. I love it. Um, well, here. Here, I guess I'll do three words, but uh, exoticism. Mm. Uh, I feel like I want to explain these words, but you guys want to explain yours too. So let's well, let's, you, let's you, move into you get discussion. To, you get to intro it, so we're yeah. going to hear more from you. Go keep doing your words. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, like okay. Keep doing your words, right? and then and then describe. Use you've been, your words. You've been thinking about this and stewing on this, so we want to exoticism, hear nostalgia, synth. Those are mm-hmm. three words. Yeah. Yeah. So what um, uh, what I wanted to do was do a couple little listening exercises to get the ball rolling and the discussion rolling, and then we'll launch into our uh, Hall of Fame picks. So I don't want to I don't want to yeah. no, throw go. this thing off. There's go a few discussions that I want to have that I think would be helpful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, get them out of the way. This and th- maybe being devil's advocate just a little bit. I don't even know if now's the right time to do this. I'm not completely convinced that new wave is a genre. Genre. How the hell do you say it? I believe there's a je in it there. Je. Genre. Genre, genre mm-hmm. is the way I'm I would say it. I'm not fully convinced that it's a musical genre. Why? 
I can't define I mean, point it. Point taken. Point I, taken. I can't define it completely or clearly in my brain. Yeah. The the music the music element. Mm-hmm. Like it, if I'm thinking is it of more the, of an era rather it, than a genre. So that's the thing. If I'm thinking of the ingredients in my mind, the ingredients impart our era and impart our look, which throws me off because that isn't a sound. That's not a thing I can hear. Just real quick, top of your head, when you hear new wave, what uh, what bands do you immediately think of? Well, do you want to do this now or later, Steve? I don't want to throw your I think, discussion I think off. that's going to come up when we do our nominations. Do, I mean, we're going to end up with 12 picks. Yeah, but that we're, are also, going to kind we're of also define. trying to be impressive with our picks. But what, <laughs> what just comes to mind? You think New Wave, boom. Okay, New Order. Who, who well, do you think of? Is, is, let me, are you listening? Is this going to throw off your listening exercise if we do this right now? Let's let's oh, do the listening okay. and then let's do what Brandon said. That's fine with me. Let's yeah. let's just kind of riff on what, what do we think of. And I think some of this uh, devil's advocate conversation will come up. No, okay. I, I've I been thinking the same up. thing. So so one of the things. So I mentioned the word nostalgia. We probably you know there there are always covers in every generation, but there's a lot of covers in the '80s. Some that are obvious or that you know you've heard the song before. So others that I think you know these these '60s or earlier songs get revived that. Uh, well, part of it's my own ignorance, but I only knew from the 80s version, and then I had to go back and go like, oh, that's a cover? Really? Right. Because it, yeah. that, that cover was so so distinct. But one cover uh, that's, that's I think, a great example and links into one thing Jordan said is let's, let's listen to the Rolling Stones' Satisfaction. Can you cue that up and let's listen to the first couple minutes of that? Or, yeah. I can cue that up. You bet I can. Thank you. Uh, you mean I can't get no satisfaction. I'm sorry, yes. Mono version, (laughs) here we go. Okay. How about can you can you skip ahead to like the last verse where he says some man comes on to tell me tells me how white my shirts can be it can't, can't be a man because he doesn't can. smoke the same no, cigarettes no, no. as me. Get to the part where it says baby baby come back. Here we go. This part. Let's let's listen to this. I lose. Okay. Thank you. Now, let's play Devo's cover of that song. And what year was this? 1977. 77? Yeah. Can you believe it? That's the year I was born. <laughs> oh, my heck. Hey, me too. Hey. Cool. Oh, that my was a good year. goodness. One year later. This is a great song. I love this song. Mm-hmm.
Okay. I just want to get to that same part in the verse where he says, back it up like 30 seconds. Back, back it up. Okay, here we go. It's like the yeah. <laughs> it's like the we- weirdest, coolest, weird groove. It's like a groove that you're like, wait, yeah, there's something wrong with that groove. Is but there it's something still grooving. angular about this? <laughs> I think there is actually. Steve was moving in a very yeah. angular he was, way. He was yes. doing a robot dance. Yeah, <laughs> it was okay. like an off kilter alien <laughs> robot. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what what else comes to your guys' mind when you think of that comparison and you and you try to imagine. Well, what uh, can, can we? Can we define some characteristics of new wave? So, like so for example, I would say Devo is a new wave band, and so prototypical. Yeah, and so I I think if we if we pick this apart a little, maybe some characteristics of new wave will emerge. But uh, but Brandon, you disagree. Uh, well, it depends on what like like Jason said. If if this is a genre, or if it's a period in time i i don't know well what what else know. what what Who, if what other not term? a new wave band then i i think we yeah, might be talking you, about different do genres. you have a like, word me, yeah like, do you have a like word a that describes their genre devo's genre yeah indie rock mm. they're indie rock from the 70s interesting yeah i mean here, here's the thing i mean you you kind of put this out there in another conversation we had earlier off record but <laughs> but i think you your point was that what is new wave it's indie music of the 80s or well, or it's a term that's that's maybe synonymous with independent or it, alternative it alternative i use the word alternative i feel i don't think it's a very I, useful term in that if that's the case yeah i feel like it's a part of the tricky part is it's a really Big Tent. Are you okay if I say some names of groups here? Oh yeah, absolutely. So like I've been built. I've got forty five songs on a playlist that are like that are in my potential pool to pick for our our Hall of Fame pick, and I don't know like necessarily what the common thread is. And so I'll listen to a, I'll listen to I listen to a Spotify list of quote unquote new wave, an iTunes list of quote-unquote new wave songs i'm freaking reading about it on wikipedia like what the groups are and i went from here's like four names that i don't understand how they fully connect um suzy and the banshees howard jones the pretenders wham What's the DNA that connects those four? The Pretenders are the one that throw me off the most because they're listed in Wikipedia. They're, they've come up in every playlist that I've found. They don't have the visual aesthetic that I think of when I think of New Wave, you know, like shoulder pads or, you know, crazy sunglasses or whatever. <laughs> I mean, they look like a traditional classic rock group. And then musically, they're very much a, 
a, like a classic rock group, but somehow, and the only thing I can figure that lines up that overlaps is the era. There's like, it feels like it's youth culture that's slightly edgy of a certain era that wasn't like angry enough to be punk, but was very clever, like really clever pop and was committed to like making it fun. And, and that's like, a little bit that I can figure out that seems to run through it all. But then there still is, I guess, but then there's still this weird, like variance as well that I can't fully account for. Yeah. And I think there's a difference in definition, whether you lived through it or whether you are a teenager right now, looking back. Well, or if you were born 10 years after Steve Ricks, because (laughs) literally like, I think Steve's kind of coming into it. Like, thrown it like that's like we're the lion's den because our we talked about this when we did the 80s episode our generation was like making fun of 80s synth the hair (laughs) the fashion like everything we were a reaction everything that was cool when we were in junior high and high school was a reaction to that whereas when when that stuff was cool that's to me that's the what new wave means it means this is something different than it was reacting against john and against and and trying to really subvert it and By the, the way, don't let me forget. I think I did figure out the, the exact moment when New Wave died. I think I know what did it. Well, let's before we get to criticize, tearing it down, we radio, haven't even really defined it. Radio killed the video I think, star. I think we need to give no. Steve a little more yeah, time. Yeah, I agree. I because, agree. I mean, from the beginning, if Brandon, when you're saying Devo, not New Wave, I think that's like <laughs> right, right there. That, that's like. Them's his fight words, boy. Yeah, that's like, that's like just demolishing yeah. the, the. I mean, it's, it's like, okay, I guess we're done. Uh, well, yeah. Thanks for listening. I'm, really, I'm just shooting myself in the foot because any music. Fan has been like Arnold doesn't know what he's talking Arnold about. doesn't know what new wave is. <laughs> what are you but let's de- let's define new wave up. Let's build it up agree, before agree. we criticize it. Yeah. Like what yeah. was it responding so, to? So what is I it? I made a list of quintess and, and and that's kind of fleshed out of quintessential elements of new wave. It's part theoretical that I was kind of like post you know theorizing that this was the case, and then I kind of was like trying to follow through as I kept listening to all these different tracks. And so exoticism, for whatever reason, was like this this kind of all-encompassing word that I came up with. And I here, here are some, uh, uh, you know, thoughts about that that might link some of these bands together that seem pretty disparate. So if you're living in Europe, what's exotic to you? Well, the Wild West, America, Native Americans. And so Susie and the Banshees, Adam and the Ants, that that have a lot of overt references to Native American tribes and culture and this. And these guys fa- are British, right? Fa- yeah, British face mm-hmm. painting. Uh, and 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 sometimes there's maybe there's also connection to Africa, but like there's a building up of the percussion section and the drums to this kind of again, it's 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 a little bit there's the, a relationship it, to over funk, theatrical to or whatever, there. but but yeah. but yeah yeah, yeah try, trying to sort of reference or feel like we're we're exotic because we're borrowing these elements or referencing these elements that are are these exotic things. If you're in America, what's exotic? Well, it's maybe Europe or Asia. So you've got I mean you've got Bowie with China Girl. These are not American bands. Anyway, Alphaville, Big in Japan, The Vapors, Turning Japanese. I think, I mean, those are some specific examples, but I think there's there's a maybe a glorification or a kind of connection to Asian culture and referencing that. The, uh, the Also, you've got the space futurism technology side of it. Maybe that's where, you know, bands like Devo come in, which they're, I mean, they're, you know, their whole thing is de-evolution and man's regressing and all that, but it's kind of 
of tied into this pseudo science and they wear you know the hazmat suits or they have this this kind of utopian or dystopian kind of right. you know a whole lore around what they do. And so, again, that's kind of exotic. It's not, and it's more in the realm. And so another thing that I might get from from comparing the Stones song with the Devo cover is this idea of uh, the Stones, it being kind of a, a personal or social statement, a kind of like a, a teen angst, and then Devo kind of transforming that or elevating it to an artistic statement. Like they're kind of, it's very, it's much more cold. It's removed from being a kind of like personal or social statement into a kind of artistic. I always listen to theirs almost like a robot, like a robotic yeah. statement. Like I've lost the, like in the 80s, I don't feel as alive as maybe yeah. I did in the 70s yeah. or something. Like yeah. I've become a machine. Right. Well, and, and so, and then the other thing, which I think my, I don't know if it'll keep coming up in our discussions and in our picks. Uh, and it's a good point when we're trying to focus on the music. But the way that the visual part of it and the videos, because, you know, MTV hits August right, 1981. Yeah. And so when I think of a song like the D- Devo's Satisfaction, I can't separate it from the video, which is so striking. And just for mm-hmm. a teenager to see this, it's got this quirky guy. In addition to the, the band, the it's, got the, moving yeah, it's got this quirky guy it. jumping that at a certain point does this flip and is yeah. gyrating. And, and then at that part that I wanted you to play where he says, baby, 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 you know, Devo has... Has this recurring character that they make reference to in 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 various ways called Boogie Boy, and he's got this you know b- this kind of plastic mask. And in the Devo video, Boogie Boy's put a like fork into the toaster, and he's going like he's getting like electrocuted like yeah. this when he keeps repeating that baby 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 baby. And so there's this with a lot of bands and a lot of songs, it's hard to to separate the sort of image you have of that video because that's for for me that was where the first time I heard a lot of these songs was seeing the video on MTV, being at my friend's house, watching MTV, seeing the song video. And I think that that matters because the video became part of the art. Like, that was part of the artistic statement. Right. So, so exoticism, and then, I don't know, uh, uh, the other thing I thought about is, like, sexual exoticism. Think of how many, think of the way that, like, you know, subculture, Boy George. gay culture, gender yeah. bending culture, S and M culture, whatever. How that's part of so many, so many bands. Yeah, Culture Club, Eurythmics, Soft Cell, Depeche Mode. Everyone, you know, yeah. and, and and so that's that's all kind of encompassing this idea of exoticism. And again, tr- yeah, trying to trying to separate them into an alternative category, different from. Punk, come, you know, yeah. coming out of punk, but also different from you know mainstream pop and rock. Can I say something about yeah. this exoticism? Yeah, I like I this know. word. I hadn't thought about this, but one thing I thought about it that I think connects with this is you know thinking of new wave. That means it's different than what was old. And and I, when I'm thinking, of course, I wasn't you know listening to music at the time. I was not born until '78. I'm with you guys a little bit later. But something that strikes me as very '70s is. The kind of earnestness and seriousness, whether it's the Joni Mitchell, Neil Young, like the singer-songwriter, James Taylor, Cat Stevens, or whether it's the like thick as a brick, like 20 minute, 30 minute, like the prog rock, the yes, the, the songs that are super long and kind of serious in a way and very earnest. And so to me, like the cheesiness in New Wave kind of came later, later and that might have been more just the 80s pop thing, but but building on New Wave aesthetics. But the beginning of it was much more... We're not going to be authentic and serious. We're going to be weird. We're going to be so. There's more of a connection to like P funk, and I didn't ever connect funk 
and New Wave until last week or when we did our funk episode and you guys played Talking Heads. I went home and started listening to Talking Heads and I was like, there's so many ingredients of funk here. But instead of doing like white man's funk, like, you know, average white band, it's like it's like a different kind. It's like a white. It's not as it's not as it's the groove is weird. Like it's a weird groove. You know, like the Devo groove is not funky in the same way or like that any funk music is. But there's a groove, but it's more like we're odd, we're different, we're strange kind of thing. Yeah. And so to me, that maybe part of what the new wave is reacting to is this kind of the fetishism of authenticity and like be yourself and like and, you know, dress just kind of kind of the same way that grunge brought that back in the 90s after the 80s went way far into kind of putting up this veneer and performing and being kind of over the top and weird and stuff. And then it came back to grunge, like, Oh, we don't care about anything. And then that became silly and stupid after a while it came, you know, so I don't know what you yeah. think about that, but when you say exoticism, it makes me think of a reaction to some of the more like serious, authentic kind of, we're going to do pretentious. Yeah. Pretentious when at its worst pretentious, you know, kind of stuff and, and going into maybe an art school kind of deconstructionism and, and just da da kind of like art for art's sake kind of strange strangeness yeah mm-hmm. Th- this draft is going to be fun i've got i'm going to save it because i think it'll come up for the draft uh, anyway this Let draft me, is going to be so fascinating with, yeah. with your definitions see i'm i'm starting to think of new wave in i think you guys mentioned this in the funk episode too how there's like a early era early and late and late it's like almost divided in half yeah like all the stuff you're mentioning is first half like late 70s early 80s and it's like everything after 84 or something which is the stuff i more associate with new wave like it starts getting soft rock i I start seeing the ads for kjq radio when i'm in junior high (laughs) or you know sixth grade or something so this is like 87 you know and so what they're playing on on kjq information society new order depeche mode erasure these things which i do not equate with exoticism I do not equate with uh, <clears throat> percussion, you know, interesting. It's more well, boom, boom, boom. But, well, but, but I wonder if, yeah. like with most genres, you have the, uh, the, the ones that are doing something the pioneer, different. The pioneers. The pioneers. Yeah. And then after, after five years, it becomes the normal. And then you have, like, it becomes, like, top 40. And we right. see that with grunge, too. Like, yeah. you have the... The early, you know, you have the early Pixies, Nirvana, but then you have Silver Chair. Pixies, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, absolutely. I think there's that progression. I think you can, pro- you know, divide New Wave or this whole era into early and late or whatever. And it's even, you know, you have bands like The Cure or New Order that go into the '90s, kind of just doing what they're the doing, time. and maybe yeah. do some of their best work or at least some of their most popular work stuff in still. the '90s. But they're not. They're probably still pretty close to what they were doing, at least in the late part of the '80s. So, what are you going to call that? Are you going to still call it new wave or whatever? I, like New Order, you know, Republic. There, that's a 1993 album. It's got great tunes on it that are pretty similar to some of their earlier hits in the earlier in the '80s. And so, I don't think, I don't think there's any reason to to label what they're doing in '93 different than what they were doing in '85 or whatever. But. Um, I am curious. Then there's a there's a do progression. You, so, do you consider both the Cure and New Order new wave? I do. Yes. What's the difference between new wave and synth pop? Would you say synth pop is a branch of new wave? 
And New Wave is a, a larger umbrella? Yeah, yes. Uh, and, and that's, you know, I, I went into this kind of the same as you guys of like having New Wave as a kind of hazy term floating out there, knowing it was attached to all this music I loved growing up, know, knowing that that was kind of the main music, music I loved, mainly because it was like, oh, that's that's what I gravitate towards. That's what seems interesting to me. And it also meant that I couldn't admit to like, liking uh don't stop believing and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. yeah even though you know i never, I, I never was, admit i was kind of listening to you know heavy metal radio before i got into new wave just as a kid mainly because it was the station that played dr demento on sunday nights you know so it's like i was listening to all the all this other stuff but when i really started to you know develop my own opinions or whatever or get into what i really liked then it became really clear like oh this is different this than is different that than and journey i, I can't like journey mm-hmm. i can't like this other stuff if and still like you know the cure or whatever yeah. so so yeah i would say they are and i would say everything i've been reading about and trying to think about and including you know words from the people who are who were the musicians of the eighties, you know, they, they seem to always describe new wave as a kind of umbrella term that encompasses a pretty disparate, uh, uh range of music, including, uh, synth pop include some people, even they, you know, they put post punk in there. They so put goth in there. And goth are the they ones put, like his joy division. Well, and they even put uh ska revival in there, like yeah. the specials and the and English beat. And, right. and for me, as I've tried to, you know, drill down to that final list of three or, and, and then some, I'm kind of actually trimming those off. Cause it, my, my feeling, it's kind of like if, if you've got a band that has a name that works for it, like post punk or like ska, ska then, right. then what I want to try to get to is what, what are the bands or the tunes that I really don't have that I think new wave is the best Name right. for it, the best description. And for me, when so I get. So Devo doesn't make it. Devo does make <laughs> it. Post, Devo defines it. Post punk, indie rock. Uh, indie rock is not a term that I would have heard in the 80s, my friend. Yeah, but that's what I was going to say, when did indie ro- the yeah. term indie rock come I just out? don't think. I mean, it's fine for you to say, yeah, new wave just means indie rock, but, but back no, then, I, we're trying were to. Saying new wave. I don't say it does mean that. That's why I say Devo is not included in the definition. Post punk is the one well, that really that's where you'd be wrong. Throws me <laughs> off. Post punk is the category that throws me off the worst because it seems is like Fugazi. There's a well, huge, but it started earlier. Early before like Fugazi. television, television is like classic well, post punk. Po- and Pretenders would maybe fit in there too. Blondie, yeah. Blondie, like Blond- the CBGB movement. Well, but it started s- punk and then became post punk. Yeah. yeah, but I don't see, know where the Pretenders. But see, post, but and that's. All these terms are, are problematic. They're, yeah. they're tricky and they're they're fluid. And so let, let me let me just. I don't want to drag this out too much. Although you know I'm not against it. Uh, let, let me because I'm against because I love it. I think you heard this. This is what we we're, do. We're at we, minute forty. I, I know, have not yet played a song. I know. No, we have played. Yeah. We played two songs. Uh, I want I want to just do another comparison, which maybe speaks to some of what we've been talking about. Uh, let's Susie and the Banshees. I want you to look up two different songs by her first of all song off her first album um let me look it up jigsaw but i don't know if that's the whole title but um but it is, but it is pronounced sushi and the banshees <laughs> is that is that not right yes yeah, sh- sushi <laughs> i think is you that put what a I said? On is that first. what i said that one time <laughs> sushi and no the banshees? you said sushi, sushi. I'm, I'm making a steve brule reference <laughs> there favorite. sorry 
<laughs> one of my favorite moments. <laughs> oh man. This is this is a more first contentious album. episode so, than I would have thought. Album, I didn't know screen. Brandon was going to be yes, coming. First album, the screen. <laughs> Jigsaw feeling. Can you play us like a minute or so of jigsaw feeling? I can, and okay. I will. So I mean, you know, maybe maybe you hear a little Bauhaus in there. You you hear it kind of obviously coming out of punk or that a, a much more raw stripped down sound. Now let's just play Susie and the Banshees, Cities in Dust. So like probably like five years later or so. What year was that first one? Okay, I I have it's so okay many dates it, written on my it's, page, it's but I don't have a, a date 70s. for that. I, I think 77, I think, was that so album. So this is 82? 78. 78 is that album. Okay. Is j- All right, already this is synth electronics. Yeah. See, this feels more to me what I envision with New Wave than yeah, the first one. right. Much more produced, polished... I mean, this is just, for me, this is a core new wave song. Yeah. And so when it comes to the early Susie stuff, I don't know. Am I going to worry about calling it something else? Yeah. Or am I just going to say, look, because a lot of bands have this kind of progression. The yeah. Cure. You know, listen to right. like the early Cure versus the stuff it's in the heart of the and 80s. More, more and what typically happens is there's more synths and layers added with a lot of these yeah. bands. And I don't, I don't know if that in every case fits under this exoticism idea, but I, I do think the idea of embracing technology and incorporating this, the synthesizer into the group happens to a lot of these bands. Well, it's the same if you listen to early James Brown and early Parliament. It's not funk, you know. It's R and B, right? It's and then and then there's a period where oh, this is different. Like let now we're going to figure and they're kind of figuring it out. What is it? Oh, is yeah. it the one? And is it? And then is it costumes and is it a verbiage and is it an attitude and and well, stuff? And I do remember know. like the so I've by the time I was twelve I had consumed more MTV than like is then is healthy for probably a human healthy for a human. <laughs> I was a latchkey kid that was mostly kind of left to his own devices, and we were the only house that had cable, inexplicably so. It went against everything my dad stood for, but for some reason he had cable TV, I think because he liked to watch sports, and I was just locked in. And I rem- like I, So I vividly remember this MTV era, and kind of that synth feel in my mind helped bring 
at the time kind of like a futuristic feel and a futuristic sound to the music. It felt and it sounded different than everything that came before and part of it was that gated drum, part of it was that synthesizer that made it feel almost like computer music. It made it feel almost like machine music. And so there, in my mind, like with New Wave, there's always kind of been this element of feeling a, a little bit more futuristic. Now, obviously, 30 years in retrospect, that doesn't feel futuristic by today's standards. But at the time, it definitely felt like it was it was this this new cutting edge stuff, and it felt very and looked very yeah. different. That's where I think it is hard for those of us who were born like ten years later to hear it without the cheese factor, because we started listening when there was there was less of the weirdness was in it, and it was more of an overt overt. The earnestness had kind of come back, but it was still cheesy. But that's where I get thrown off by. Well, like, I, I the, didn't think it was cheesy until. Grunge started though. Okay. Like yeah. I was all in on Depeche Mode in, right. in the late eighties. Right, but as soon as I you came, I didn't as think soon it was the, cheesy. The then. new wave for you would have been gr- like the new wave, meaning the new thing that was like a yeah. sound that was like, oh my gosh, this is different. But grunge was also so intentionally fighting against yeah. that, pushing away from that. But that's what throws me off, like with the Pretenders or even with some of the others. There's these bands that get grouped in that don't feel like even at the time they would have felt futuristic like it's just a very yeah. traditional it, classic it rock feels band. like we kind of tend to use the at least fans of new new wave use the term as music that was cool from the 80s or late 70s music that music snobs now or at the time thought was cool maybe but i think which is why I think wham, we've already, wham, I think wham we've is already... out wham is out new orders in even though, I think even though if you just listen to them, they sound the same. No, Careless Whisper. It's in the. It's in. It's a contender. It's in the. It's in is the, it? the yeah. Okay. Is Whitney Houston in? No. No. What no. makes her not New Wave? I'm not sure. It could even be. It could even be you, some racial overtones because see, it's a pretty white. If you don't white see the performer, yeah. just musically, I don't see how Whitney Houston doesn't fit in. That's a good, it sounds it's exactly like we will figure it out yeah. by the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think part part of it might be it was a cre- kind of an art art. I mean, Talking Heads they came from art school. It was kind of an artistic movement, and so there might be a sense of once everything is top forty, that's not necessarily new wave anymore. Like once once the top forty all sounds a certain way, so that's not. So new after wave. burning down the house came out. That is that is. Close to the end of it, right there. Yeah, that album of the Talking Heads, like we were just talking about it. Yeah. That's kind of a big dividing line for that band. Then where everyone after was that, like, that was oh, the last. We got to start doing well, this. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe it's like if Brian Eno produced it, it's New Wave. No, <laughs> but I mean, that was the last <laughs> album that Eno produced. So that makes for you two New Wave. What uh, if Brian Eno produ- production? You, you is two is a contender in my mind. Yeah. I don't think they're going to make my top everything. Yeah. But they're, they're one on of those. The edge, I, no I also I also came up. Yeah, <laughs> I also came up with a list of are they new wave Oops. bands to yeah. discuss. But we won't get to that. Well, that'll save that. That'll be fun. That'll be a fun yeah. quiz. That's our second episode. It's like Kianes Mas Macho. Do you guys remember <laughs> that one from uh, Saturday Night Live with Bill All Murray? Right. How are we okay. doing this uh, this draft? Um, Hall I say of Fame draft. We're starting with Brandon, and we're working our way clockwise. Are we? Yes. Okay. Wait, I get first pick? Yes. First pick. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Steve, uh, hold on, Steve hold wants us to pick his My hope his is main, that you will three. pick as many last. of my picks as you can. I think that's fair. Steve, Steve, let's say the, the host... 
hosts, uh, the chosen uh, host gets to choose how we decide the draft. Now, like, I, last I think time we, we should say, say in case, this also is an odd way to work a draft. Like any other in the NFL, <laughs> or they're like, I hope I get a pick last. <laughs> Well, Steve's the chief of the episode, so... <laughs> it's Brandon, just, question my just a different mentality, right? <laughs> so we, let, don't, we don't want to be the one to pick the, the best song. Let's reset the premise <laughs> in, in case somebody didn't listen to our uh, funk episode. Heaven forbid anybody missed oh, that. We are, we are creating as possible. the uh, authoritative music body uh, of really all time at this point. We are creating our Hall of Fame where we have individual wings set up to music styles genres, eras, whatever we want to call it, and we are creating the New Wave Wing, which uh, Dr. Steve Ricks is the commissioner of that wing, the chairman and of that wing. And so. I mean, he's and, uh, he's, so to he's do this, there. he's done that. Each inaugural class has 12 <clears throat> entrants that are selected by us as the board. We each get mm-hmm. three picks. We're going, to, uh, we're going to make our picks live on air, and uh, hopefully nobody messes this up, because there's a lot of pressure doing this live. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, is right. Are there any rules on this one? Like once a band is taken, is that it? Well, I think Jason established rules, which are the, the max for any one band is two songs. I do have a question. Of, I, I There's mean, a well, lot of new wave bands, though. You... What, of course there are. The, one, okay. one general question I'm wondering about is like, is like the th- this is different like than the rock and roll hall of fame where a band right. gets in mm-hmm. this is for, a song. so we're, we're nominating songs we're new wave songs but there yeah. there there is a real anxiety i'm feeling about wanting to represent as many bands as i can and it caused yeah. me some some pain for picking yes. the second james brown song last time i was yeah. like oh man i stole a song from somebody but I, else but i so think if somebody i'm kind of hoping we get 12 uh, different somebody's bands somebody's enough hope. of yeah. a luminary within that style they deserve yeah. to have they two might, songs yeah. in there and but then brandon doesn't even believe even this as a style. The anyway, other tricky like, thing is, <laughs> for what's this, the Santa Claus's best outfit or something? For, like, who cares? For this cares? particular, for this particular category, it feels like I, I'm guessing there's probably more one-hit wonders that would fall within the tent of, of new, new wave, wave than just about anything else. And I that think makes so. it that yeah. makes it well, tricky too. I don't know about anything else because but with with funk, you're not going to have like 20 legitimate contenders for that first round. But with New Wave, there's probably I mean, legitimately there 20 few, different contenders. Yeah, there are a few songs that it's like, I I, I only know this song or maybe right. yeah. two songs by this band, but it was so ubiquitous yeah. as in my youth and yeah. it just part, so of, as just part do, of what I think of as New Wave. We've got to do songs. I kind of think, yeah. ooh, I hope and that gets maybe, in. Maybe in season 10 we'll do a Hall of Fame. Well, I think the way uh, you look at bands. it, so we could make a Mount Rushmore. <laughs> That's always fun, too. We could make okay. the Mount Rushmore okay. of we'll bands. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I do, well, I did I did give a prompt. I know that, that some some people in the room don't really pay attention to the prompts. It's fine. I don't. It doesn't hurt me personally at all. <laughs> Even though but, you've been... Crap. He, he's talking about me, isn't he? Yeah, um, no, no comment. No. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, that uh, I would love to hear like your favorite band, your favorite new wave band, and why. And that I also like to hear what's the worst well, about, about new wave. So but that's we'll, later. We'll do the songs first. Yeah, then songs, we can do that. Right, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. Trying to get out of here by one. All right. Let's see if you're up, pal. All right, first pick for the oh, new man. wave Hall of Fame. No pressure, dude. Um, I'm gonna go with this is this is a song I uh, I love every time I hear it. Um, and I think it's probably one of the ones that. Are the current youth generation might most associate with new wave? Oh, baby! Or eighties music, or late, that kind of thing. Late on us. Um, Take on me by Aha. Here we go. Oh, baby. 
So I picked that. It's got a lot of qualities that I associate with with New Wave. Um, it's got the... I mean, first of all, synth is the main instrument, uh, which is a thing that I, I associate with that. Um, it's got a really nice sounding singing voice. I think mo- most of the bands have that. Um, it has a fairly simple, repetitive drum machine kind of beat. I think, as far as I know, in this song, the drums only change once, like towards the end of the chorus, when it's like, or whatever it does. Mm-hmm. But besides that, it's kind of the same thing over, which I think we'll, we see it. And the, this is more, if we're dividing it in two, this is more representative of second period new wave right <laughs> second wave second what, wave, wave. Second wave? Yeah, yeah. this what is 1985 85 so yeah. it came out after burning down the house <laughs> um and then yeah. there also tends to be a lot of like processing effects kind of stuff on the instruments on the voices um but overall like very poppy sounding irresistible you can kind totally of dance. So, dance to that yeah. so you can totally <laughs> and not not that all yeah. this one is feels optimistic you know major chord kind of stuff Th- which i would say is kind of now, half and hey, half brandon let me play a little devil's advocate here yeah. with your earlier comment about <laughs> whitney houston yes now does whitney houston have any song in her repertoire that's th- as this fast this tempo well i don't know Okay, I Maybe. think she does. I, I think, think she, she does. I think does she? she probably does. She has, uh, but I also think with that somebody. that's a little slower. It's Let me slower. See. It's slower. Let me see if there's a. Yeah, we'll have to look into that some more. Well, while you're checking it, that's a great example. It's a little, it's a little slower now. And listen, and voice. So, so you specifically mentioned voice. I think the 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 sound of the voices and everything and what they do is a big part of this. Yeah, slower, 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 my friends. And the thing is, is she's coming yeah, out of a gospel. If you think of other other new wave bands, Depeche Mode doesn't have anything that fast either. New Order doesn't. Tears for Fears don't. Okay, Th- I, this is just one thing. It's just yeah. one thing. But the voice. See, the thing, the thing that you can't get over with Whitney Houston is the way she's singing, the style of her voice, the range of it. Let me tell you, with Aha. Something that's definitely there in the 80s is the falsetto male voice, yeah. you know, the male voice going and covering a wide range and especially getting up into that weird falsetto realm. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think there are some musical sound based differences we could drill down to. I don't know if we're going to get to all of them or if it, if it holds true in every case, but there's something just about this, the, the sound, the timbre of Whitney Houston's voice, her delivery, the way she's adding inflections to it that's coming out of a, a soul R&B yeah. tradition and that, that comes through. So even though she's got the drum machine in the background, even though she's got the synths, there's going to be some overlap. There's going to be some trappings that are all Sounds just like, in the air. Sounds uh, like black people aren't invited to this I, I was going to say, this well, may be the whitest section of our uh, boy i i don't want it to sound racist and but but it's just i mean the the fact that matters if you go down band for band and everything i mean you've got joe leeway member of thompson twins you've got the bass player i think for big country i'm forgetting his name uh you've got you know a few people of color well one of my favorite bands that may or may not make an appearance romeo void their lead singer is is a native american woman actually her native american descent so the people of color in the quote unquote new wave realm is is a little 
less it's, less common. It's not. It's very rare. But right. I do think that w- we we can. It's not just like oh, we're just judging it based on the color of people's skin. Right. I think I think there's some musical stylistic characteristics that are there. But I think in the case of of the pop in the '80s, they're a little more subtle because there is a lot of drum machine. It, there's a lot of. Sand. I think you're right. I I mean, yeah. I know Whitney Houston is not considered new wave. Like right. yeah. nobody would, but. What I, I'm just just as an exercise yeah. like, for myself. Why? I was trying why? like listening to it. Yeah, here's it's like what is not new wave. Let me give but. you ten seconds of why I think no. Here's an idea. New wave was its own thing. It was its own kind of phenomena with some disparate things. But then by the time Whitney Houston was big, new wave had melted into pop. Like just pop was what it was, and that's what it was. And it still sounded like the new wave in a lot of ways, but it didn't have the same cultural. And like you, like the same feel from like critics, kids listening. Instead, everyone was just listening to it. In the same way, hip hop. Now you listen to a lot of the top forty radio, and you'll hear stuff that's like hip hop beats and stuff. But a lot of it's not hip hop. Yeah. But and I think you you can't. You, in. I, in my mind, you almost can't separate the new wave music from the the video format. And that's MTV was promoting people that look the same way there's a famous interview you can find on youtube where david bowie's like chastising one of the mtv vjs telling him your medium does not promote people of color why don't you play more music by people of color and so it like part of what became the the canon that we're referring back to was also created by a conglomerate that wanted something to look a certain way and whitney houston definitely didn't fit that mold right. well um, but her her videos once they came out would have been in regular correct. circulation i right. think but, but, but i think it's the second earlier, wave that right, was right. Late 80s, yeah. well, that's why by 80s. then it was just yeah. considered pop music by the way yeah. that, that aha pick to to bring it back to that incredible video and i don't know if you ever right. found it um like in my mind i can't separate the song from the video the video is so critical yeah. to right. the song totally. but the the lead singer he I can't remember if it was live or if it was pre-recorded, but he did an acoustic version that went kind of slightly viral, like maybe 10 years ago. Incredible. His voice is really, really good. Like he should have done more cool stuff. Was he, where's he from? It's uh, Amsterdam or somewhere, somewhere, Europe somewhere. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're from uh, Norway. Norway. Okay. The Norwegian. All right. Are we ready for my pick? Yeah. We got, uh, I think that was a great pick. Brandon, love that song. In fact, listening to it right then, I was like, I wish I would have listened to this song more recently. Introduced, I don't think my kids know that song, and I, you know, I share a lot of music with them. So I, you induce some guilt. It's almost me. as so, good as you. the M. Cap Steve cover, cover, "Mine Diamonds." I don't know if you guys have heard that. Yeah. Anyway, we'll have to queue it up later. Well, I'm I'm going to go with you know I think Steve, your your impulse to want to go last. I respect Mining it away. because <laughs> you can go deeper with New Wave than I can. Like I'm here partially to to learn the stuff because it's New Wave's a big blind spot for me. But a band that is one of the I would say is on the Mount Rushmore probably. We'll get to that later. Is the Talking Heads, and I'm going to pick just the song that I think belongs in the Hall of Fame. Um, but I went home from the... And I'm going to pick uh, Once in a Lifetime. But before we play it really quickly, I went home from our funk episode after you'd played a couple of Talking Heads and I listened to Born Under, uh, Under, Born Born Under, Under Punches, Punches yeah. and yeah. Uh, yeah. Fear of Music. And I was struck by like, man, there's so many funk elements here. And I thought... But it's no one would consider Talking Heads funk. 
that I would think of. They'd say it's this is new wave, but it it brought me to that kind of what you're bringing up this kind of exoticism of thinking of these uh, you know art students or whatever and listening to funk and saying L- listen to what these guys are doing and this over the top world they're creating this like mothership and all this weird cool stuff and then listening to maybe Journey and being like this is so lame and Hallmark and like this is stupid this is so corporate kind of arena dumb like let's do something that's weird and strange and percussive and percolating and all this stuff and so listening to the talking heads i've been thinking this is like the white version of funk new in some ways new wave is because it's not it's not the it's not the white version of funk like white people doing funk music it's totally different it's not as to me it's not as groovy in in a sense it's more you can be a bad dancer and dance to it it's like the 80s dance <laughs> that's, the, that's the angular piece yes that's the angular which yeah. is good for some of us like with elaine bettis tendencies you know? <laughs> uh, but but there's also the fashion anyway uh What's his name uh, talking? David Byrne David is Byrne. is one of the I think one of the James Browns of New Wave in terms of a Godfather figure. Um, I don't, you would know others more than me in terms of that. Mark Mothers. Hot, hot take. Here's here's Susie. our Stevie Wonder moment. I don't yeah. consider Talking Heads New Wave. Okay. I wouldn't. I refuse to include them on my list. Interesting. Yeah. So is that Let, more about your? See. So we're, yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and play it. Once in a lifetime. That's my pick. So, Jason, your hot take is it's not New Wave. No. We've established it's hard to define it in terms of it's this one thing. And so I'll just say before you counter with why it's not, what to me makes this New Wave, well, it, because Wikipedia told me, <laughs> one. <laughs> and two, it's got that same, it's got this sense of... You realize um, Steve Ricks went in and edited the Wikipedia page of New Wave right before right we before did this I to include it. all the bands that he wanted <laughs> that to come likes. up in this. Let well, me let me just say I, yeah. that I did not, and when I bring up uh, Once in a Lifetime on Wikipedia, yeah. the top genre listed is New Wave. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. millions of people seem to think it is, I was, but uh, Jace is probably right. When anyway, I said it partially because of Wikipedia. I did some Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia but, research. But when we did our 80s source. episode, one of the things that I took away was... The 80s, which I, you know, I've been harsh to for a long time, I think more because of my own time and when I was born. I've come around to the 80s, including a lot of the cheesy stuff. I still don't choose it over a lot of other stuff I choose. I don't default to it. But one of the things, like listening to the police, for, for example, you've, get, you've got the reggae, you've got like ska, you've got all these different elements coming in, and they're like bringing it into this strange black hole of like, like pop, popular music. And it wasn't popular at first in the late 70s, or maybe it was, but 
But uh, to me, that's where I see the talking heads doing similar stuff, taking all these elements and bringing it into uh, one thing that that is like this is a new sound. But you can clearly hear all these different elements from from different genres. And then by by the time you get Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson, there's a lot of that, too. It's like, okay, this is now it's just pop. You know, and eventually it becomes kind of this bland thing that then we we react to, and we get back into singer songwriter and stripping things down and more acoustic. But let's hear what what is yeah, talking so heads you, if they're not. I'll, new I'll wave. give you a couple pieces to the answer. I'll, one, I'll try to be fake objective because I yeah. can't truly be. We already have established this. Uh, two, I'll give you my fully biased yes. explanation. Let's, let's hear. So it. when I think of new wave, I think of like several of you have Flock said of seagulls cheesy hairstyle. <laughs> like when I think of cheesy, I think of something very easy, like it, not demanding of the listener. Like I'm just going to listen to this and be a bad dancer. And this is entertaining and this is fun. And maybe it's slightly clever, but not, much depth beyond that and that's what you think of new wave i i do and i think that's in part because of my consumption of mtv and it's that second wave of new wave where the it turned into this remind me again what year you were born 77 (laughs) 77 so by the time i'm eight years old it's 1985 and so i am mass consuming 85 to 88 89 that Mm. second wave of new wave which became fully commercial like just devoid of of artistic value to a certain extent so talking heads is tricky i like i consider them (laughs) post-punk I consider them post punk. If you did, Ooh, if you did, so. if you did, like, just say okay. Or, or art most rock. Most people are saying they are new wave. Then that would post-punk change. Post punk or art rock. Then you'd have to. You'd so have here's to change the truth. Opinion here's here's the wave. truth. Here's right? now. If I'm being totally honest, <laughs> because I do consider it slightly cheesy. I hate to include bands that I love in it, and I freaking <laughs> love the talking heads. Right, you I'm love like, them. No, I can't say that they're part of this thing that I don't fully buy because into. Because then you'd have to change your opinion of new wave. And exactly. Say, okay, maybe there's actually exactly. And I can be honest right. about that, but I still have a hard time saying there's something different. There's that like they were nothing was like them before, and I don't feel like anything has been like them since. I feel like they're kind of singular in what the art that they created, and so for me, it's really tough to pin them into a single genre mm-hmm. because they they're so well, yeah. unique. And any band that's or artist that's super talented and has a long career is not going to fit in one genre, right? For the most part. Yeah, when when David Byrne was wearing, I feel like it's on re- stage, but, like a suit but I tie. think those bands can still have sure. albums that, that fit in. Who genre? else was doing I feel like yeah. in the my Scott mind, people the were, you know, right. or the in the mod. Some, or mod somehow revival. in my mind, it's reductive to them to place them in that thing yeah. because I feel like. But did you feel that way about James Brown and funk? But he likes funk as a like genre, though. As a but, genre. But, but see, <laughs> but see, but Jason, here's the thing. Here's the beauty of. James uh, Brown Hulk. is bigger than funk, though. He's That's R&B right. and soul. Yeah, here's, I mean, here's, he's the godfather of soul, not the godfather of funk. Right? Maybe this is kind the, of a mislabel, but yeah. Agree. Maybe yeah. this is the beauty in your uh, constructing the track-based Hall of Fame and not band-based Hall of Fame, because maybe some small part of you, Jason, can allow this song to be in the New Wave Hall of Fame, but realize that as a band, the Talking Heads certainly transcends and, and New Wave. I'll concede that, genre. because when I listened to that song, I thought, yeah, this is a New Wave song. Ah! You got him, Jordan. <laughs> well, you got him. And now, as this discussion's going, I think it is super useful to have that distinction of early New Wave and late New Wave, of which I think 
each of our yeah. first picks are representations of that. Well, I think mine is I early think this one, yeah. Yours is 85, yeah. I think that song is pretty representative of early new wave. Right. Like if you think talk, early talking heads, Devo, that stuff like the early early new wave is more reactionary against 70s. Yeah. It, they have, don't have the heavy sense yet. It's still guitars, clean guitars. Yes. They're not about rock and metal kind of stuff. But still kind of weird and more under the radar, like most most people are right. aware of this stuff. Yeah, and you might be surprised at the personnel, but there's like eight people on this track. Seven people, including backup vocals, including synthesizers, more than one, etc. So it's a rich, thick texture. Certainly not punk, right? I mean, you're, you're not going to have all yeah. these people in punk, but then so, you know, anyway... Yeah. All right, Jason. So, so maybe maybe this episode will be useful for people like Jason and I who You're associate still stuck in your associate your new wave <laughs> with just the cheesy late period. Yeah, it will. It will be helpful. And this you know, is this it'll has help been so much guys. more emotionally taxing than I thought it was. <laughs> like, I don't want to let them in. I don't want to <sighs> oh, broaden my new wave true, so perspective. True story. Every time I come into one of these, my big fear is. These guys that I really like, and I'm really grateful that they let me be a part of this, are, are going to end up liking me less after I talk. And then this one, more than any of them, I was like, this is going to be the one where... I bet you were so glad when Brandon just came out Steve, and said... Steve is Jordan. Cheesy. <laughs> You're like, yes, Brandon, give me some cover. This is going to be the one where Steve and Jordan really oh my gosh, they hate me. Can I tell you, I had a t- 10 years ago or 15 years ago, I was sitting with our friend, our fellow friend and music lover, Adam Maré, and fellow child of the 90s. 80s, you know, and I told him, "Hey, I've been listening to a lot of 80s stuff. I've been I've been going back there, and some of that cheesy stuff, and some of the 80s stuff. I'm, I've been." And he looked at me like I had betrayed, punched you in the, the face, sacred right? trust. <laughs> and I looked at him and just thought, "Man," and like I look at you guys again. One day, you you guys will broaden your horizons and you'll open up to the beauties that other decades and genres have to offer yeah i still i still go back to the 90s angsty and singer songwriting and angsty stuff but but yeah anyway. that, that or heim one or the other or heim. no I'm just yeah. kidding okay sorry let's hear it jason. jason pick number three all right um so this is a group this, I'm surprised a couple bands that haven't been picked, and I'm not going to pick one of them either. I'll let Steve do well, this. We've only had two picks. Uh, <laughs> we're halfway through round one of our seven-hour I'm, I'm just surprised, oh, Like, geez. if I think of New Wave, if I think I'm New surprised. Wave, in five seconds or less, name the bands that are New Wave. Um, pick one of them. It just better be your pick. Just go. No, I'm not pick picking one. it. So I'm going to pick a band that is, I think, very much New Wave. Um, it's actually a band that I really like, despite everything I've said about New Wave. Um I think they're really cool. It's uh, I'm going to pick the Human League, and I'm going to go with... Um, I was really torn between two tracks. I'm going to go with Fascination. And this is part nostalgia, which is a word that Steve said. Um, I inherited a box of cassette tapes from one of my sisters, and it had a combination of... Um, you remember those Mormon cassette tapes for the for the strength of the youth or whatever it was called? It was like really, really lousy, bad music sorry brandon what um <laughs> and then there was weirdly a depeche mode tape weirdly a tape by the band asia and then a cassette tape by um the human league which was the single of fascination and so i'm picking the human league fascination because early on 
it, this song always just like weirdly delighted me and it still does i think the human league is a really cool band they're very very synth based absolutely synth pop but they're um they're really good at it and it feels like they're making like art with like uh, some unique depth to it and so i pick fascination nice let's hear that Interestingly, the lead singer is doing the opposite of the falsetto thing. He's trying to sing in the lower register mm-hmm. part. I always like that. I, hey, think, hey, hey, I part. think Steve was wrong about that as that being a characteristic <laughs> of new wave. Yeah, I'm not saying that every sometimes. male vocalist has to go falsetto. It, it I'm just saying common. there's kind of a thing. Maybe it's more common with like European it, electronic it bands. It did become a trope, and I am kind of thinking Effective of like voice. you know Bronsky beat and yeah. other bands like that that are, are definitely. I'm going to be surprised wave. if even half of our picks have, have it. <laughs> affected voice, definitely. There's an affected, affected. voice. Okay, sometimes it's affected. falsetto. Sometimes yeah, it's I mean, deep. and with like Devo, you don't you don't get the false. You get some falsetto, but I think there's a, a kind of modulation or shift between that really high craziness. Anyway, I'm going to stop. Yeah, yeah it's what, a good point. Uh, maybe maybe I overstated. I don't I don't know off the top of my head what year th- this was, but I'm picturing it being early eighties. Give it, I'd, give I'd it picture eighty three, eighty one, eighty two. <laughs> Is it eighty three? You nailed it. You nice. nailed it because well, it, it feels to me weirder than the the late new yeah. wave. Yeah. yeah, but it's still heavy synth. Unlike the and they super had, early I, stuff. if I remember right, they had put out a full album before this. Um, that's really good as well. Still very synth based. Like they felt really unique at the time. They still feel unique to me, even within the the uh, the grouping of like synth pop or whatever. There, there's something I, I I can't exactly put my finger on it. There's something that separates them from other synth pop. Mm-hmm. That, well, to me, yeah. there, there's more of a. It was similar to some like late funk, like disco funk. Like it was. It was he- like it was like a heavy beat, and it was there was some syncopation in there. And I guess like even similar to funk, later on in the song, all of the everything fades out mm-hmm. except for you've got that synth bass yeah. and synth drums, and then it comes back in. Just yeah. fun. It's a fun. It's a fun group, but they 
there there's some depth to him i, yeah. I still listen to i the like human that Lincoln. song a lot. i don't know i need to check you them out you comparing more. that to funk jordan feels a lot like me comparing to i will survive <laughs> well yeah i mean <laughs> dis- <laughs> does, disco does connect to funk and i think the early 80s like tom tom club right like that song you played for us from tom tom yeah, club yeah. there's some how, do, how does the song whose bait, R&B stuff whose beat only goes boom, tsh, boom, compared to funk where we're anyway, going to be carrying yeah, all, yeah. all our wounds long. with us in the future <laughs> episodes. Yeah. I can't wait. Well, look, the Human League, like many of these bands, is so interesting to follow the way bands evolve and personnel changes. But you, and this this was a, kind of new to me a while ago. The first album I connected with with Human League was Dare, Dare. Yeah. the album just before yeah. this that you mentioned, which was '81, and that had the "Don't You Want Me, Baby" and like other hits. Mm-hmm. And I just I had that cassette and I listened to the heck out of that. What I didn't realize is that they actually have two albums before that, and they were like these electronic pioneers. But those earlier albums are a, li- are a little more experimental, and yeah. they they kind of are like early new wave or proto new wave in a way. And then and then the, the those guys guys got kicked out of the band or left the band martin ware was one of them and they made heaven 17 another new wave band but then they brought on this you know phil oakey the lead singer and the female singer and kind of developed that more poppy distinctive sound with dare and and everything from there anyway yeah. nice let's, hear pick. It, let's hear it let's nice close up the first Sir round with, you know guys i i couldn't be happier that jordan Took one of my top three picks with Once in a Lifetime, I thought, so, I so that frees me. Was that up. the same track you had? Yeah, absolutely. Nice. If, if there's one track I got to pick from Talking Heads, that's it. Uh, there's others that I like just as much or better, but and part of it's the video too, right? From mm-hmm. Once in a Lifetime, and, so uh, cool. and Jason and I are already feeling good of including them on the Golden Record for the '80s. So that's right. Heck yeah. Everybody, well win-win. So my yeah. pick has got to be. Rock Lobster by mm, the B-52s. Interesting, yeah. Uh, 1979, it's from their first album, self-titled album, and let, let the tunes roll, and then we'll chat. Rock Lobster. We were at a party. Dear Lord fell in the day. Someone reached in and grabbed it. kind of an epic song mm-hmm. so <laughs> what six minutes seven mm-hmm. minutes if, i don't know if you want to skip ahead or uh, we've probably heard them tell us about it <laughs> well it's it's just I, I love the b52s i think they're it if they're kind of maybe a representative of that nostalgia i think there's some some rockabilly yeah, or, yeah. or sound in there right like right. A, like a kind of fi- 50s early mm-hmm. 60s sound but with his vocals, and maybe maybe Brandon's point is well taken. Like it's it's too narrow for it's me not to say. Falsetto. Yeah, it's a falsetto, but affected, like a f- yeah. affected voice vocals as opposed to just authentic singing or whatever. And so the 
just his his vocals, the quirkiness of the lyrics, mm-hmm. like you know, uh, of of it's not about love or about socialists or or whatever. It's Anyway, what is it about? I don't know. About a rock lobster. It's a, but and then it, it's a whole about a dance. Rock and it's a whole dance thing, you know. At a certain point, you, the lobster was down, down, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody would kind of anyway. So it's it's uh, this song reminds me anyway. of something I don't like about eighties music that's still hard for me aesthetically, and not all eighties music, but eighties and some new wave stuff that while I was listening, preparing is when there's an element of like a circus kind of carnival sound. And I hear that in some of Elvis... Like, I love Elvis Costello, but oftentimes there'll be like a song where it's like, ooh, this one, the carnival factor's too high on this one, and I'll skip it. <laughs> I haven't been able to you open You must my, hate Oingo Boingo. I, yeah, I do. It's, uh, it, I've had a hard time with Oingo or, Boingo. Yeah, I, they kind of have... I didn't really listen to them until Scott Thomas was like, oh, my favorite band ever. Because I we love so, a lot of the same hip-hop, and then he was like, Oingo Boingo, when we were on that camping trip. Anyway... <laughs> That's a part of that's a Tell part us of more the about 80s, this camping trip. That's right? a part of the eighties aesthetic though. <laughs> was in Nevada. Oh, that's part of the eighties aesthetic though, is the yeah. there's the synth and then there's the organ and sometimes the mesh of all these different things can get kind of carnival esque or carnival y whatever. So, and yeah. No. Yeah, go ahead. B fifty twos, they're they're interesting where this album's seventy nine. And they had a few other albums in the eighties, one in eighty one, eighty three, eighty six which I don't know if I know any songs from them, but the song I know that I know is Love Shack mm-hmm. from 89. Yep. Which, is, I, you know, I haven't listened to it pre- recently, but I'm picturing it similar sound as Rock Lobster. So it they they seem to have kind of maintained their unique sound throughout this this whole decade, which yeah. most most groups did not do. Yeah, well, absolutely. Van Halen did not do that. Right, well, and I think, you know, the earlier comparison I did with the early Susie track and the mm-hmm. later one, you kind of would hear that if you kind of compared this track or the, uh, the tunes off this first album with that, that 89 album or whatever. It's just more produced. There's more layers, some more synth in there, maybe even horns, you know, in yeah. some, some tracks. But, um, but yeah, a similar vibe. And I, I think the best title for it is New Wave because it fits the era and it mm-hmm. fits a lot of these characteristics we've been talking about. They were listed as, a, in the lists I looked up, they were in there. Yeah. The B 52s were can listed you, as a I'm New Wave. I'm trying to, yeah. now I'm, this isn't, doesn't necessarily pertain to that track. If you're making a Venn diagram of what New Wave is, which you haven't yet? <laughs> Not yet, but I'm working on it. It's, it exists in my brain. If you had a It'll circle, be posted on the website. If you next had a week. circle for synth pop, is there any yeah. part of the synth pop circle that does not exist within the new wave circle? Uh that's a great Is it possible question. to be synth pop from that era and not be new synth wave? Yeah, if, if you started in 2005. So, well, yeah, I, I do if think you, there's a historical. If element, you but. exist between seventy nine and eighty eight, and you're synth pop, is it possible to be synth that, pop and not well, be new wave? Would Whitney Houston be considered synth pop? Be- the reason I ask is because if it if Probably the answer not. is Just pop, if the answer yeah. is no, then synth pop may not even matter because the whole thing is just enveloped by 
new wave. It's like the, maybe it's the core of new wave, but then you have the nostalgic elements. You have the kind of the rockabilly. You have the, you have out, the ska. Yeah. You have the the Elvis Costello. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I I don't I wouldn't want to drag this out, but my gut is that no, not all synth pop would fit under the new wave umbrella as wide as it is. And so I, but it might take me some time to kind of dig out. I mean, I mean, I think when you're naming these big artists like you know Whitney Houston, maybe maybe there are these artists that that are clearly pop that at some point in the 80s do an album that's only synth background or something you know but they kind of still maintain their their own personality and vocal style and everything and so i wouldn't be because i don't consider them a new wave artist i wouldn't think that suddenly they're a new, they're doing a new wave album i would just well, so like the classic like case pop. of that would be like bowie's scary monsters Bowie is an interesting one again because he's such a figure. He looms so large, and really, that was interesting as in preparing for this episode and podcast. Like he's probably the top artist. He's a pioneer, kind that, of. Yeah, yeah. That, that the '80s artists are pointing to to say, you know, essentially we're just kind of doing what Bowie was we're doing, like but him. focusing yeah. on the, the 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 theatrical and glam rock, and and in addition to the, coming out of punk, the other precedents are are Bowie and kind of glam rock and that kind of theatrical element. Yeah. yeah. So so I don't know. Brandon yeah. is Neil Young trans uh, um, new wave album. A new wave album. Yeah. Kind of has to be, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. As is landing on water. He dabbled. Yeah, and, so and Bowie, Bowie, lets, Bowie lets dance, you know. But yeah. then, uh-huh. but then it gets tricky. Are you going to say Bowie's a new wave artist? No, no, you can't. You he's know, the artist he's that, too... that influenced them. Maybe yeah, more so than maybe this most. is part yeah. like funk versus funky, new wavey versus <laughs> yeah. new yeah. wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Round two. Round two. All right, uh, I'm going with. Uh, this this might be more nostalgia for me, but um, you know, I you gotta... guys realize when I said nostalgia, it was referring to a characteristic of the bands in the '80s having nostalgia, and not that your pick should just be based on you having nostalgia. Anyway, but I'm mm-hmm. just <laughs> I'm just trying done? to be. Are you done, Steve? <laughs> I'm done. Oh! I'm done. Mister okay. Arnold. Hey, has Steve. Spoken. I appreciate your your uh, what's the word preparation, your investment in this. <laughs> I see you, Despite and I hear you. Despite what this is a nostalgia pick for me, <laughs> because uh, from sixth grade to ninth grade, my favorite band was Depeche Mode. Oh, and baby. I oh, had, baby. I had all their albums that they'd made up until then, except for some reason I never bought... Uh, First, the first two albums, Speak and Spell, Speak and Spell, yeah. and Broken oh. Frame, which turns out they have some some great deep cuts on there. But I guess for whatever reason, you know, money was tight, and I felt I had had the essentials from uh, catching up with. You had to be careful with your yeah. Depeche Mode dollar. Yeah, that's right. But uh, um, I uh, so I ha- I have to have a Depeche Mode song in here if I'm if I'm being honest with myself. I believe in that. Um, and they loomed large in New Wave, right? I don't know. I don't know how well they did critically they compared s- to others. S- um, yeah. But I don't. I don't see why anyone else would do better than them as far as <laughs> they got as be far there. as late New Wave. They got to be there, yeah. in my in my opinion. Yeah, and they had a lot of of popular hits. I mean, people are people. Huge radio hit, and then 
um, especially later on with Enjoy the Silence and uh, Policy of Truth, some of those tracks from Violator. Uh, but my favorite song from them uh, is probably not, not a single of theirs. It's from the album Black Celebration. The track is Here is the House. My, my personal favorite Deep cut. Depeche Mode song, which I think should have been a single and should be more well-known than it is. Uh, I'm going to skip to the end, towards the end of this, where it, uh, it r- gets really good. Um, here we go. Here's the house from Depeche Mode's album, Black Celebration. And I feel your Deep track. Deep, yeah. Uh, But why is this not one of their hits? It's so good, Uh, and it kind of typifies what's what's great about Depeche for me. Uh, So there's four members, three keyboardists, and lead singer Dave Gahan. A lot of keyboards. A lot of keyboards. Yeah. (laughs) Programming. Um, When do you see programming on like the list of like what people have done on the track? You know. Okay. (laughs) Uh, But they can all sing. And I think we hear them all on this track. They don't, not as many of their tracks have like that many harmonies going on, but that's what I like about this particular one. But they often have at least two harmonies at some point in the song. So I've got fond memories of driving in the car with Pete Bauman and uh, singing, singing the harmony parts in this. Um, it's got the, uh, the cool uh, kind of weird, weirdo synth sound effects in this one. You got the whip, that whip sound. Whatever, occasionally. <laughs> or in Black Celebration, you got that weird hurricane. <laughs> you know? You're going to get cool sounds in a Tepesh song. Um, and Dave Gahan has a great baritone voice. Perfect in my range. Nice. Perfect to <laughs> sing along with in the shower or the car, yes. huh? Yes. I, I love... Also, with their, <laughs> their lyrics are... Maybe uh, yeah. at, at best... Master um, and servant. What's at it best, about? Competent, <laughs> at, uh, ranging from terrible to competent <laughs> lyrically. <laughs> <laughs> Almost always about sexual relations 
<laughs> and not very, not particularly insightful, even as far as that goes. Which refers to my category of yes. uh, exoticism. Yes. I just want to make, make a mention of that. <laughs> no, I, lo- I love Depeche Mode. It's such a huge part of the fabric in the 80s, in my opinion, and in my, you know, suburban uh, Southwest American upbringing, you know, and they represented a lot of what I thought of as being exotic, you know, the British, the synth stuff, and some of the subversive, questionable topics they're talking about. It's like, oh, boy, what's that? Ooh, darkness. Ooh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I do, I do awesome. think we're on the same page, Brandon. Like, my favorite album still, I have to say, is Violator, right? Which I think is 90? 1990? Same. 90. And, and it's... It, that's late enough that I wouldn't think of picking one of the tracks of that album for this Hall of Fame yeah. because I feel like they, but they've track got for track stuff. that has the least that you want to skip. <laughs> right. Well, and that's what I feel like they really. That's like you know you've got Renaissance <laughs> a, and you've got High Renaissance. What a great tag! You got High Renaissance. <laughs> Violator. The least albums you want to skip. Yeah. Least tracks. <laughs> I don't think the, that. Yeah. That's the, a, the, the the Violator represents maybe the high point of the the studio production, all the different synth sounds and everything just coming yeah, together. Peak, peak to and I love like World in Your Eye. I I think that's. You know, that's some of my favorite tracks. But I, I, you just couldn't think of the 80s and New Wave without have thinking of Depeche. It's that's interesting, right. as I listen to this um, and get ready for my pick, My, I have a lot of older siblings who, like, I have a sibling who was born in 69, Steve, your same year, my oldest sister, and my older brother, who I've taken a ton of musical cues from. And I was as I was growing up, I listened. I heard a lot of the music they were listening to, right? Yeah. And there wasn't a lot of new wave. My sister a little bit more, but my brother was listening in high school was listening to the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and Led Zeppelin. So he was kind of like classic how rock. I was See, that would have been classic rock. Yeah. One of the categories of rock. Z93. Right? Yeah. yeah he, I was list, like in the nineties. I wasn't listening to nice music as much as seventies, and I think he was listening more sixties. He was listening to early like. British Invasion was what he was doing, you know. Yeah. So, so all this stuff, I would hear some of this stuff a little bit, but not much, you know. I and I remember my, I think I had a sister that had an NXS tape, and and a sister, you know, Depeche Mode T-shirt or something. So I'd see it kind of around, but I wasn't really familiar with it until until later, until it was like I was forming my own, you know, early '90s opinions, and and anything synth was cheesy just off the bat, you know, kind of thing. But the, the, so most of my picks have been for this hall of fame have really been from, if we're breaking this up into two areas have been really early new wave, because I'm kind of seeing even the picks that I have on my list that are like, Oh, maybe I'll pick this one that are 85 and on. I never thought of these songs that I love as new wave songs. I just thought of them Mm. as eighties songs. Right. So I'm picking these songs that, that they, um, they feel more whatever new wave to me in terms of early, but I, I want to get Devo in there. We did listen to Devo already, but they're not in our hall of fame yet. They don't have a song. The kind of classic choice would be their like huge hit whip it. You know, I was actually going to pick satisfaction, but we already listened to it. So I'm, I'm instead of going with whip it, I'm going to go with Jocko homo, which is their song that it's kind of points to the mythos more than, than maybe any others. I don't know, but it's that, are we not human refrain? Very weird. Like this is not like on the range of new wave. If you have on one hand artsy and almost performance art. And on the other hand, you have super listenable, super like, um, just poppy pop kind of cheesy, you know, um, this is on maybe the furthest end of kind of not radio friendly. And I don't know if this was on the radio, but I imagine it wouldn't have been because it's super weird, but I think it's helpful to, in terms of framing new wave. So Jocko homo by Devo. 
Listened to this this week, and oh, I just man. I kept thinking it would have been so fun so to be like in that group of friends or that collection of people that are like we're gonna do this weirdest stuff and create this whole mythology of humans are it's like idiocracy early idiocracy humans are devolving we're not becoming like you know this utopia we're we're turning stupider and dumber <laughs> and weirder and just more materialistic and we're gonna like we're gonna Put that out as like here's our here's our band kind of like exploring that mythos, and it's just weird sounding stuff. Like Steve, help my brain understand what just happened. What time? Um, what time was that? What in? time is that in? Seven. Most of it's in seven eight. So like yeah. okay. So it it kind of that that refrain kind of goes three plus four one two three one two three four one two three okay. one two three four yeah. but and then the chorus is that's what one threw me off one two three four five six seven da, 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 da. yeah how, how many rock songs is seven well prog right. rock right so yeah there's things like prog and art rock you can see precedents you can see maybe even stuff around the same time that's happening but. The the sub you know the lyrics the delivery right. of the lyrics and the all these other and then the they have synth, their, they're all in their uniforms and the voice again very affected voice yeah. he's not singing as much as he's talking in a strange dis, kind of disturbing way in a in a sense the yeah. pictures of them like on the album it's like their their eyebrows are up and they're kind of like looking intensely it's a it's just a weird like it's hard to look back and kind of I think for me to understand what was that like it's almost like you have to say you know, nothing had been done like this before, yeah. and they're just kind of... So, uh, something that loomed so large for me and my friends at this time was uh, a video they made called The Men Who Make the Music. And it was it was available on VHS, you know, we I think we rented it from Blockbuster or whatever, and um, maybe one of my friends owned it at some point. But essentially, it was a collection of their music videos that was interspersed with these little vignettes of them just riffing and like talking. skits, kind of? Yeah, skits. And then there was a major, like a, a military major character that was talking to them and everything. And then there was the, the bougie boy character that was... And they would always use the word smegheads, call each other smegheads. And Bougie Boy was over riding a stationary bike and talking to them in this high, weird voice. And and then they would have their, their videos interspersed in and... I'm, I'm going to screen that in my yard soon, and we'll have yeah, a we'll, we'll have, have a screening. It. But it's it's just super. It was just 
so listening, so out there listening and to that and creative. makes me want to put the a lot of the blame that I have for, <laughs> for things I don't like on them because they did something really good there and, and you listen to it and I can totally see how a lot of copycats were like, oh, this is fun. This is quirky. We can be like Let's that. Let's just do this. But you can't do that. Like there's a, there's yeah. a brilliance and artistry to what they did. Like, like musically, they were doing stuff that's really difficult, like right. high level difficulty yeah. when you compare it to prog rock. Like these are great musicians that are doing difficult stuff, yeah. a little bit avant-garde. And so when a copycat comes in and tries to do that, but they don't have the skill yeah. to do it at that level, then it just comes across as kitsch. Like it's, or can't, like right. it's... it's and, and if you're born when we are, you just hear the stuff that's popular and you hear those synth and the sound right. and, the, and, and the affected so vocals. So I'm blaming like, oh, them for lame. being too smart. I'm blaming them for being well, too good. Well, isn't it just what happens with every genre? Eventually, nice. everything's derivative. Yeah, and every, it is. Eventually, everything's compliment. kind of watered down. And has, yeah. has anyone seen the Neil Young movie with Devo in it? No. No. What no. Is it? no. It's called Human Highway, directed by Neil Young. <laughs> and starring. Directed and starring. Also starring Dennis Hopper and <laughs> Dean Stockwell. Yeah. Uh, wow. And Devo. Sounds like we need a Devo double feature. Oh my gosh, we gotta watch <laughs> it. This came out in 1982. Let's watch it. Uh, called Human Highway. Um, included is a collaborative performance of Hey Hey My My Into the Black by Devo and Neil. And Come on, are you serious? Let's yeah. watch it. Let's I, watch I saw it. it. Oh my gosh. Uh, somehow Brian Watts got a, a bootleg copy of it or something. I don't know where where it's available. Like, it was do you remember it being good? Me. No, it's it's terrible, <laughs> but it's it's amusing. It's very amusing. Yeah. Oh wow! Neil, Neil Young plays like a waiter at this restaurant, and there's all this like nuclear fallout kind of subplot going on. And I remember Devo; they're like the drivers of some nuclear van or something like that. But yeah, yeah, fascinating. Look into it. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm done with my pick. Okay. Oh, Jason's am I, am I up? Jason's Jason. Jason. So this is a name oh I thought would have come up before now, and I, I didn't necessarily want to pick him, but I feel like he has to be included if we're talking about the Hall of Fame of, of New Wave. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick an Elvis Costello song. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe maybe save Steve having to do it so he can drop a deep track on us, because I know Steve would not allow the Hall of Fame to exist without Elvis Costello. It's I love Elvis, so I'm very happy about this pick for sure. He's one of those that's like you said. He's he's he. he I think he goes beyond new yeah. wave, and and he's such a favorite of mine. But he's listed. And in some there. of our pre yeah. pre episode discussions got me questioning, putting him on the list of like, in what sense is he new wave? What's he not? But but so absolutely I, I part of that. Don't yeah. think I think he's made more music that is not new wave than would be considered new wave but i feel like his early presence especially like that iconic album cover what's the name of that first album where he's in that kind of uh he's wearing a suit his knees kind of yeah. bent inward it's this called his uh, first one. Oh, what's the name of it um, like like that co- if i just close my eyes and think my of, aim is true yes mm-hmm. my aim, yeah. and think of what's the image of new wave that album cover is part of it feels like that album was really tr- um important in kind of ushering in a new wave of music and so uh i'm gonna pick radio radio i don't was this included on this song included on one of our decade picks that wasn't the elvis costello song that was picked was it anyway i'm picking radio radio by elvis costello um as my uh as my second pick he's got to be included in that in the hall of fame (laughs) 
It's always, always. He used to do it to me sometimes. Damn it, man. I don't know how he can tell when I've let my guard down. Because I know he's going to do it. I prep myself for him going to do it. Oh, my gosh. This is in from Elvis's Wang Chung period. It's, it's is a this, little, is this Wang Chung? Known. Everybody have fun. Everybody Wang Chung. Yeah. Yes. Quintessential new wave song where you refer to your band name in the song. This wasn't going to be one of your picks. No. <laughs> I thought I was. I thought I was saving what? somebody. Brandon used to a, a do pick. it to me sometimes, but it's shifted. No, I think he gets the best reaction me, out of you. He's got me every damn episode. This goes back. <laughs> this oh is this is one of the new. I mean, this could have been on in the. This is one no, of the it tracks. shouldn't have been. Well, I'm not saying it shouldn't. I don't think it should have been, but it's a new wave. I think it's it's a is, new wave song. Is this? Is this, 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 song, song? this is offensive, right? This song's got to be offensive at this point, yeah, right? I don't like this song, but I think it's a new wave song. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. There's nothing good about this. This shouldn't be included in anything. This is what I was talking about. This, this was just somebody to, trying to just do a to, bad Devo impression. Just to like, troll oh, Jason. What, what can we do that's quirky? I got an idea. Everybody wait. So gone. stupid. <laughs> It, it was cool at one point to someone. Uh, what was it you really wanted me to play? Oh, Radio Radio. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Listen to the carnival. See, here's the, the carnival. Yeah. I still like this song. But... I was tuning in the shine and the light and I dialed to it and I my radio You can bring it down. So I picked that track because it obviously has a strong synth element in it. Um, Elvis Costello, weirdly, a lot of times is kind of an old soul when it comes to music. Like he does a lot of, he experiments and kind of, um, I think, celebrates a lot of musical styles that came before him. This song, though, feels very much connected to youth culture. Like there's a almost like a snottiness to it, I, I guess, for lack of a better term, that is, I think, very representative of, of when youth culture is making music. And um, I feel like it has kind of the DNA in it for what makes the foundation of New Wave. Steve, is that song New Wave or not? Uh Absolutely, okay. I take it. I, I, pro, you know, and I would, I would probably put all the Elvis Costello and the attractions. I think I again said this in a, in a pre-taping uh, episode text rant or something. But I probably would put all those Elvis Costello and the attractions albums in the new wave category. 
even though, like you say, I mean, it's maybe the new wave thing that I think of as nostalgia as having all these elements of earlier rock or uh, other things. I don't. I know Jordan doesn't like the organ, and I, that's. It seems like when you hear the organ, that's what you think of as carnival. <laughs> yes. And so I don't know if yes. carnival is the word I would pick because right. I mean carnival. I think more of like the um, bop, 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 yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, thing yeah. that you the get polka. in in Oingo Boingo yeah. and that kind of, that kind of calliope. Am I just not? I can't figure this out. But Brandon's trying to fix my uh, mic stand here. Well, yeah, um, the organ that is a weak blind spot for but, me. But it gets, it gets me with the doors. It gets me with a lot of eighty stuff, but. Yeah, well, you got you got to listen to some Hendrix with Stevie Winwood playing the organ. Or I do like Stevie Winwood. There's some, I do like there's Steve some good stuff. But uh, so, um, yeah, I put it in new wave, and this 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 is an awesome awesome song, and it has a it's a whole has a whole oh wow this is high tech a whole historical thing there uh, that I. The, the Wikipedia, <laughs> the Wikipedia page on this has some really interesting stuff. Like the, the this song is based on an earlier song uh, called "Radio Soul," which apparently is really inspired by Springsteen, which is hmm. interesting. Like couples, another new wave luminary. Yeah, <laughs> but he he even just said, "Oh yeah, that's a total ripoff of Springsteen." But then he reworked the song into what what it is. And the other thing is, hey, did, did you guys did you guys ever see the his performance on SNL with this song? Yes. Yeah. So his his was let's see the one that got this him was banned? the one that yeah he was he wasn't supposed to play this one but he played it anyway is that yeah. right that's right he started another Why song not? he said wait hold on and he stops it and then they start this, is this one. something controversial they told about him he couldn't play this song yeah and so he, he agreed to that started a different one and then switched to this one yeah and it's yeah I mean we listen to it and it's like. What the song is controversial, yeah, but basically it's critiquing you know the commercialization of radio in England and censorship and stuff, and so um, oh heaven forbid. <laughs> I know well, he wasn't invited back to Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I don't think ever yeah. since he, he was banned for Saturday Night he Live, and his he he wasn't supposed to do it from his record label's angle too, and he did it, and but yeah. We should lift. We got to get a petition going. Lift the band. Lift the band. We got to get him back. So there's some mm-hmm. like just attitude wise. There's obviously like some punk elements in that as mm-hmm. well, which are, are cool. And he's aligned with some of that like the ska kind of revival. But he's another movement. one. Like the, I hear people. Yeah, I hear that. people describe him as ska, as punk, as new wave. I don't know that any of those like really do justice to his his. Um, full discography. That's where New Wave becomes the umbrella for stuff that's like, well, is it punk? Is it ska? Is it New Wave? Is like, oh, it's just different. But the umbrella is early New Wave. I was going to say the the umbrella then just becomes the era. It's early New Wave. Eclecticism. Eclecticism is a characteristic of the music that we can. uh, It does not fit late New Wave. It fits early New Wave. Anyway, (laughs) you're uh, you're up, Steve. Oh man, I'm so happy that lots of my picks have been picked. Like, well, Devo no, got represented. Elvis got represented. Yes, exactly. Good. And and it, it's actually my bands. You know, it wasn't necessarily the exact tracks I had, but it's okay because I'm, I'm, I'm going to. I know we're I know we're just supposed to do tracks, but uh, there's no yeah. way I can you double a, pick a band right. in this in this. Setup. Now you know how I feel when Stevie Wonder got picked for Funk and <laughs> and Confunction was on the outside and Cameo I, was on listen, the outside. Listen, I feel doubly and, bad about the Funk episode for first of all picking a second James Brown track and then no, the also James doing Brown, Steve, James Stevie Brown Wonder. needed two. James Brown needed two. I kind of felt like it. okay, all right. Enough enough said. Uh, never look back. In the words of RTJ, never look back. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. This one has to be on it. New Order, Blue Monday. Oh, you missed the first drum beat. Back it up. Back it up. 
I just hadn't brought up the fader yet. I know. We it's recorded though. <laughs> it's recorded. Another, another he, song with a long with and a it, long build and up. We didn't hear it. Real long build. You won't hear my rant then, will you? So I look like an idiot. No, I'm. It's staying. <laughs> keep it All in. This is keep staying. it in. <laughs> keep it. And in. it'll be uh, compressions. It'll be side chain compression. So especially <laughs> Ooh, hear your rant. Nice. The more we talk over it, the less we'll hear the song. Steve, should I skip forward five minutes to when they start singing? We should get some singing. Yeah, let's let's get some singing. So, that's, but you got it. Let's hear the let's hear the the first little syncopation coming up here. Get ready. It's, it happens at minute four. filming this are you (laughs) i wish i should have been (laughs) you only got four more minutes before the vocals start is it really it's a long yeah yeah go ahead If you guys can only see Brandon moving right now, he's grooving. You can't help but move. Mm. To it's this. like he's combining elements of exoticism and angularism. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well said. Oh man, just listen to it all day. Put it on repeat. Pretty sure the song already is on repeat. <laughs> Zing! But I'm pumped. There's a lot you can say about this track. You can read about it. Just read about it. Just read about what it. What year was that? Okay. Well, wait, wait, where's my notes? 83. Um, so order. this song is 83. Single. 12-inch single on Factory Records. I think uh, it still is the best-selling 12-inch single huh. of all time. Had a unique design. It had the, to be 12-inch. It wouldn't fit on a 7-inch, right? <laughs> uh, I'm guy, not joking. This guy's it's bringing long. it. Isn't it too long to fit on a 7-inch? It's long. Yeah. And I don't know. They have a single edit, though. The B-side's called The Beach, but it's basically just the instrumental version of this. The instrumental which, version. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So the few lyrics, the, the few vocals there are, they just they just mute that track, and uh, and it's the the jacket design looks like a floppy disk, old school, big yeah, floppy cool. disk, and but this, this I mean you know this, this is the quintessential electronic dance song from the eighties, I think, and and it, it you know things predate it. You know, you got Kraftwerk and other yeah. bands, Gary Newman, other e- mm-hmm. even like early Human League, other stuff that's out there. But this maybe because of the the Joy Division somewhat prominence and the drama yeah. around what happens with them, 
But then this is like a big shift for New Order to say, look, we're going in a different direction than, I th- I than, than Joy Division a, was heading. This you is know? a worthwhile tangent. Like for young people that are trying to kind of understand the music that has been historically important. The So New Order kind of rose from the ashes as the remnants of Joy Division, who tragically lost their lead singer. And th- these are both bands that a lot of musicians cite as reference. Like a lot of stuff that came after was influenced by Joy Division and by New Order. Um, just they made really, really good, really interesting stuff. And that's by far, I think, the biggest hit that came out of anything that either Joy Division or or New Order did that song. I mean, it's a, a behemoth of a track. Yeah, well, I don't know. They've they've had a lot of hits, per, you know, for say. But yeah, that's the that's the queen mother or the granddaddy or whatever of all the electronic dance tracks that yeah. they went on to produce. I mean, my the, the, my other two favorites are Perfect Kiss and Bizarre Love Triangle, which were just completely mm-hmm. in the air and and around at every dance I went to, whatever. Right. But that but that was like eighty five, eighty six, so right. already later stuff. But this was this was what this set, was set them on that path, you know. Was this because this is like? Would you say they are the prototype for synth pop? Like, would you say they are the kind of the first, or or was someone before them? I think Human League predated them as far okay. as like more poppy. And poppy Pesha's sound. first album was nineteen. Because they they came from Joy what, Division, what, the remnants of Joy Division. And Joy Division is, year is was, not pop. What year was New pop. Order's first album? New Order was it after Depeche's first album? Well, this this track I think is their first kind of electronic thing, as new well, well purely electronic thing, okay. as as New Order, and it's eighty three. Um, okay. They they had an album before this that was they, they put out an album after as New Order, but they're up but there. But I think in terms only of, one before of, this. If you were to have the Mount Rushmore just of synth pop, New Order would be there for sure. True. Yeah, for for me, yes. But but again, pop. I, uh, this song, I don't know if it fits synth pop, but but they're, certainly a lot of their later they stuff a, does. They had a darkness to them. This is maybe like proto-industrial in my yeah, mind, they, right? They had yeah. a darkness to them that I think is slightly different than like the Human League. Like there's dancey, a, there's a danceability to it, but there's also league. a darkness. I think that's part of what makes Joy Division like I think weirdly appealing is there's it's it's like got to give like Jason his darkness dance movement <laughs> music <laughs> with a. <laughs> Oh, I mean, like, I listen to no, Love Will Tear Us Apart. It's yeah. not a happy song. Right. Yeah. It's that dark. I, I'm with you. So, yeah. So as, when I think of synth pop, I think of like pretty, you know, you effervescent, of, pretty. Of, uh, Take on yeah. me. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Brandon, you're up. Last pick. Last, Last pick. round. Oh, boy. This is tough. Oh man, this is tough. I've got a, a bunch yeah, that I've I f- I've got a few that I here. still want in there. Brandon, what you got to realize, Brandon, is even though this is a draft, mm-hmm. we're actually not on different teams. <laughs> we're all true. on the that's, same that's team. That's what's different, oh, and that's yeah. what's different about it. And that was part of my strategy. I'm I'm trying to be like the good coach that kind of waits and plays on the strengths of all my other players. Yeah, but then, like, okay, if, if I see I'll that there's something what, that's lacking, I'm going to come in with it. I'll for trade the, you. Know, I'll we'll trade see. you Wang Chung. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll trade you Wang Chung for. One aha and one kajagoo. If we don't get safety <laughs> dance in, Steve Tuttle's gonna be very upset. So we've got to make sure somebody. Dance? I don't even know what that is. 
Oh no, Steve Tuttle's gonna hate me. This is A A A A T T T. That represents. Does he really love that song? No, he hates it. That's I'm just kidding. Oh my goodness, I was gonna say it represents everything I hate about this because your friends don't. It's ridiculously stupid. Talk about songs you need to skip when they come on the album. Yes, there's one. The album? So you bought the album, huh? It's not my proudest moment. Okay, right, pick number three, Brando. All right. Uh, well, the uh, new wave, uh, as has been mentioned, is also um, has a lot of one-hit wonders. So let's let's have a one-hit wonder represented in here. The best, the best of all the one-hit wonders. You know, I'm talking about Dexy's Midnight Runners. <laughs> I, knew, I, almost, I, I literally almost just threw my iPad. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. You know I am. It has to be done. And, to be and because, done. as as I've mentioned before, it is unbelievable that they are only one hit wonders. Is it? Yeah, it's unbelievable Her? because you, of because you, of this song right here. You picked the same song twice now. No, I didn't. Yes, I never did. put this song on. No, he it was he had a deep cut for Dexies. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They were my most underrated that's for the eighties. This, this song's a great song. But this song is not the most underrated based on one song. Great one hit wonder song. Here we go. Come on, Eileen. There it is. There it is. Right there, Jason. Give the banjo some. (laughs) Can we give the banjo some? Yeah, 1982. I'm glad you From their their debut album. Jason's throwing his iPad, but it's okay. It's all right. Uh, Their debut album, Two (laughs) Raye. We're an established. We don't know anything else about these guys. <laughs> but well, we watched that documentary after the fact. Yeah, I last sent time. you guys that, yeah. thing, that clip. So Kevin Rowland, the uh, the lead member of Dexy's Midnight Runners, um, turns out maybe that is why they're one hit wonders. He seems to have both the uh, the um, oh David Byrne esque. Um, you know, micromanagement needs, yeah. uh, but maybe without the ability to the management part. <laughs> so, he, so he's micromanaging. He's like, I need you guys in a set of country style overalls for the yeah. video. I got to have more banjo from you and I got to have more violin from you. There we go. Get this Exoticism, right. right? You got British people who are like exoticizing kind of. The crazy thing is, I, I, well, I, it's like each one of their, America. each one, because they had more than. Just mm-hmm. this album, but each one of their albums, it's like it's its own genre, yeah, and own set of costumes. 
Like, but and underneath, they'd go there's through the, it. some of the 80s tropes underneath yeah. it. Of So I, I think this is more stuff. representative of early New Wave in which they are trying to do something different. There weren't mm-hmm. pop bands doing this kind of it's sound like in 1982. It's like Irish or something. Yeah. With rock. The weird thing is, I, it never occurred to me, his voice is weirdly similar to Robert Smith's. It is. Of The mm-hmm. Cure, mm-hmm. but the, like, yeah. the Cure's actually good. It's like an 80s. <laughs> Do you know what's interesting about this? Because I realized that when I first kind of heard this song in a way that I was like, oh, I like this. It was on the to- It was in Tommy Boy, right? Do you remember in Tommy <laughs> yeah, Boy? Yeah. It's in Tommy Boy. So that's like 1994 or 95. Yeah. And so that come on the radio when they're playing? I think it was. And they're singing along. I remember hearing that and everyone just loved it. And so there's a certain role that like certain movies have played in shaping how I feel about 80s music differently than I did when I thought it was cheesy, this this movie or Tommy Boy, this song I was just like, oh my gosh, this song is so funny, and but I want to hear it, you know, it was kind of joyous. And then uh, Adam Sandler's movie, um, The Wedding Singer, it's like an '80s kind of homage, you know. And there's uh, Drive by the Cars and Billy Idol. There's all these songs in there that when you hear, when I heard them at the time, I was like, oh. Maybe I like some of the 80s music more than I thought. But I I had to see it contextualized first, almost jokey and cheesy, but also. also There there definitely is a a silliness to it. Yeah. I wonder if there was a silliness to it at the time, too. It it was. Like, oh, you mean when they were making making music? In 82, when this came out. Steve, how self serious is uh, the the typical New Wave act at the time in in the 80s? Seems like the early ones weren't. Were all they that trying to be? Were they trying to be silly, or were they really serious about what they were doing? It's both, you know. I mean, I think, I think both extremes almost. Yeah, yeah. I think both extremes. I mean, I think, I think part of what they were reacting against was like the seriousness of punk and and the yeah. the, the, the kind of so focused we're aesthetic. so angsty and, so, so yeah. they wanted to be like hey let's have a good time let's let's party let's embrace that uh and let's be theatrical and flamboyant and whatever but i don't know i mean but there it, so that was having fun but i don't know i'm not answering the question very well i was i was lost in thought staring at my list wondering what's mm. going to happen here what's gonna happen next? <laughs> but i also wondered like was is dexy is is that song or even just that band is it can we say it's like a precursor to like mumford and sons or gods and monsters or whatever a lot of these mm. big bands with acoustic instruments and ever i mean i don't know there yeah. are other precedents too but it's just that kind of folk kind of banjo folk inspired pop music that kind of maybe but still, it feels very dancey in a way that yeah, you can that 80s, 80s dance to it. New wave stuff does. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah I, I really like his voice. I love the the song. It's a yeah, great, uh, just perfect pop song to me. Even yeah. though it turns out he's just singing about wanting this Eileen girl to put out for him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Come on. Come on. <laughs> All right, I'm up for my last pick. This is tough, uh, you know, whenever you get down to the end, because I've got a few songs on here that I'm like, oh, this, I, I want to put this in for this reason or this. So I'm going to go with kind of the more nostalgic, but also representative of, I think, an important new wave band. Nostalgic because my older sister had this album and would listen to it all the time. And so I loved this one song on the Yaz, Yazoo album upstairs at Eric's. Um, one thing I was going to say is, Steve, you mentioned earlier the tempo when we were talking about Whitney Houston. And that, I think that's something I hadn't considered with 80s dance music is the tempo was faster than like 
funk and then disco which was very like a certain tempo and it's and and 80s dance music new wave was faster but there are ballads and that's where it gets into maybe late 80s there's more slower stuff like with the cars and with you know uh some of my other favorite stuff is some of that cheesy late 80s or mid 80s uh ballady stuff and yaz has one of my favorites and i think in our 80s episode i picked only you which is kind of a new wave ballad but we're gonna go with bad connection by Yazoo, which yeah. is that, uh, you know, it's a classic. Yeah, so now I, my understanding, too, is that the other, uh, one of the members of New Order was was in this, or was it The Cure? Depeche Mode. Eurasia? Well, yeah. yeah. He left Depeche Mode. He left Depeche Mode, started, did Yaz, and then left Yaz to do Erasure. To do Erasure, okay. And it's what Vince... Vince Clark. And Vince the, Clark. Female, the female singer of Yazoo, very interesting voice. Yeah, Alison Moyer. And so um, you guys could probably tell me more about this band, but, but I love this song, Bad Connection. first female singer on the list human league had um was male and female yeah first only female if you uh well, Su- susie right no well, one picked no one picked susie yeah she hasn't been picked oh, she just she, was in the little uh, intro yeah, yeah, yeah. intro that's her first um it's a it's a male dominated genre and white dominated not as not as male dominated as it is white dominated but but yeah but yeah, that that one has a lot of nostalgia for me, and and I still like it. It's, it's a fun. really simple song. Very that, simple. In my mind, if she never came in singing, I could totally see a Tim and Eric bit mm-hmm. <laughs> where I they, see that it. was the music yeah. that they made a, a really clever song over. Playing, yeah, I could totally totally see it. I I like the simple. So like when you play the Human League one, yeah. that was more simple than the other stuff. The Talking Heads has a ton of elements, but they do it in a way like the Depeche Mode song you played. To me, it was a little more muddled, like for me, in terms of like, uh, like I, I prefer less is more a lot of times to, yeah. my, to my music across the board George. in different genres. <laughs> Whether it's jazz, funk, like I usually like the stripped down a little bit more than the than the super busy. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's my that's my third and final pick. I had to leave out the cars. I had to leave I, whoa, out whoa, whoa, oh, a man. lot of people. This this guy, guy, you know. Here we go. Here we go. You want to. You I can, know. <laughs> There's going to be a you lot of tears so at the I'm end of this. Re- oh, I'm torn. And okay. I, I got to say real quick is that, that, you know, the album that that's from Upstairs at Eric's, it was just one of those. It's a great, wow. I great mean, album. It's such a, such an impact and part of the 80s fabric. Is it 82? Um, you, you let me see. Yes, I do. I do. 82. Okay. Thanks. It's a really good album. That, yeah. So 
Yeah. So Susie and the Banshees not picked yet. Well, there's a lot not picked. Ke- the oh, the Cure hasn't been picked. No. I'm not picking the cure. Oh boy! Because uh, you don't think they're new wave? No, I don't. <laughs> it's going to be really hard. Are you hard. kidding? It's going to be the hard. Cure is I know. It's not synth pop. It's what not... is the cure then? Yeah. What? Uh, what are they? They're like pre-gosh. Oh I was about to pick the, pick the cure. The cure is new wave. They're you want to talk wave. about a genre to question if it exists? It's goth. Okay. <laughs> It works for fashion, but for music, I'm not so sure. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, my, I'm really, really torn now. This is this is throwing me off. Okay, I'm gonna cross off. I was gonna pick a one hit wonder, but I can't. I can't take the spot of, can't of more of a luminary that. that deserves to be in there. So now I've got two that I'm torn. I'm trying to predict what Steve's gonna do <laughs> to make sure. Okay, should we compare notes? I think what I'll do. I'm bad and clean up, so whatever you... Just get on base, and okay. I'll bring it home. You're going to have some tough decisions. I know. You're going to have some really tough Already decisions. There. It doesn't matter what you pick. I've still got tough decisions. I, I'm not picking Susie and the Banshees. It does uh, not you know, It does not make okay. sense yeah. that she is not in the New Wave Hall of Fame for the first round. We'll need another wing. We'll um, need a second level. I'm going to pick Howard Jones. Things can only get better. Hmm. It's Whoa. not even a song I particularly love, but it's um, <laughs> it's like it's this is new wave to me. This yeah. is this is like all of the ingredients that somehow make up new wave in my brain. This is they come together and make this. White man funk. This is white oh, man but. funk. Blue, <laughs> blue eyed funk. Yeah. bring it down now so howard jones he's had a like i think a, a longer more prolific career than maybe some people realize i think his most defining stuff is really very much attached to the the new wave the the new wave umbrella of of music i think that's how most people picture him and and consider like the the influence that he left yeah i yeah, actually i sure. love i love this song this is one of the 80s songs that like I came back to like ah, I can't help it, but I love some of this stuff that I 
that is kind of cheesy to me. No one is to blame. I love it. <laughs> some of our, Jones, I love it. some of my friends who I I really respect their their opinion and taste musically have surprised me as being pretty unapologetic fans of Howard jo- Jones yeah. because he's always been one for me that I'm kind of like I could take or I could leave. Um, a lot of people that I that I respect their opinions really like him. I should do a better job of giving him more of a chance. Shout out to Jed Wells who did a produced or directed or shot of a music documentary about Howard Jones and met him and said he was one of the nicest guys he's met. Awesome. He did, what was it, songs... Uh, the Song That Changed My the Life. The Song That Changed My Life. Oh, he did, that's right. He did an episode of that with Howard Jones. Uh, I think I remember watching that now that you mentioned yeah. it. The, this has been a fascinating episode for me already, probably because of Jason's um, reticence to include bands that he loves in the New Wave category. Right. Which forces him to choose pop songs. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're seeing, high, we're we're seeing which the, pop songs stand out. Is time on the table? They brought oh in some oh nice boy. '80s sounds into their into their songs, <laughs> and they're yeah. I still haven't heard their stuff on any top forty stations, but good reviews from Pitchfork. As How you many saw. top forty stations do you listen to currently? Uh, yeah, I don't. And I mean, the kids for a while they were really demanding ninety-seven nine for a while, but that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> All right, Steve, you got the uh, the tough spot now. You have to decide Bring who you're going to oh, leave man. off. I'm the decider. Who you going to leave off, man? I oh, you got to bring in Cure just to spite Jason. Just to, he doesn't want him in there. You got to oh a Hall of Fame without the Cure, or the Smiths, or Susie. Oh, it's too hard. It's too hard. Happen? The the thing about the Cure is that I just have such a strange relationship with them, and that the track I would probably pick would not be one of their favorites. I was going to pick close to me. What what was yours? See, I the track that let, I'm going to do the let's do the Jordan thing and talk about tracks we're yeah. not going to pick, but get them in. <laughs> no, you're the, in the spot the, to do it now. The track, because... the track of the Cure that's the number one track for me as New Wave, and the one that I would have to pick is "Let's Go to Bed." A very strange pick in that it's, it was a single first, then it was included on this album "Japanese Whispers," which is a compilation album, not one of their main studio releases. And the reason it's such a stand so big to me is that I heard it on. K-Rock, one of these quintessential L.A. radio stations that was a proponent of New Wave and that, uh, like, probably just a handful of others were, were the early adopters to, like, put this new stuff out there and everything. And as a, as a high school, you know, as a teenager vacationing in Southern California in the summer with my boom box, it, I knew I could count on getting within the realm of K-Rock, mm-hmm. recording a bunch of tracks on my cassette. <laughs> nice. And uh, that was one of them I remember recording. And so it's the, it's the first track that really looms large from The Cure for me. That's and what I, Invisible Touch by Genesis is like. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's TMI, but anyway. That's right. uh, but anyway, The Cure. The Cure looms large, but... I'm afraid whew, I'm afraid my heart and my gut has to go in the direction of the Smiths. Mm. And I got to pick how soon is now. Even though it's it's I think by a lot of people would say, you know, it's not the most characteristic song in terms of their sound in terms of in terms of Johnny Marr's guitar, but such a unique sound of the opening. Yeah, get ready to have your mind blown as it bounces between your headphones. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Yeah, I mean, what? <laughs> I hadn't even thought about the Smiths for some reason for this episode. I don't know why uh, they weren't on my radar. But well, they are. They're in the unique position of being, like, time-wise, they fit later. in the late new wave period, but they're a guitar band. That's the hardest part I have with them and the Cure. They're both guitar bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the, the Cure, Cure has more sense has than the Smiths. Yeah, but I still think of them as they all have guitar. Yeah. This track maybe more than some of the other tracks you might point to sounds more produced. I mean, it's yeah. still maybe guitar generated electronics, but just like that opening yeah. kind of loop and everything else, it's it's a little more layered and produced than. And he's got the, some. Uh, the, uh, the super affected voice. He's yeah. got the. There's a lot of elements to it, I, but I didn't think of it that way when we listened yeah. to it. I thought, oh yeah, this fits. And they don't try so hard to make themselves look ridiculous. Like he's yeah. got the pompadour, but yeah, they're not. They're not classy. Uh, they look classy. classy. Well, but it's I don't in even a similar think they're vein. They're having fun. <laughs> they're, not having, <laughs> they're not having fun. Well, how about this? In a sim- it's in a similar vein fun. to <laughs> Costello, maybe Elvis yeah. Costello, you know. And maybe some nostalgia there with the pompadour and some of the sounds. Also, though, Morrissey, he's an outsider, you know, Mm -hmm. sexually, personally, whatever. And singing songs like I Will Never Marry... Well, or, or meet his murder. That's where I don't know. Sto- these things are exotic to uh, refusing to, to see. Uh, here's here's what I think. I think some of the resistance for Brandon and Jason about the new wave is that what we're calling the second half of new wave. I'm still I'm still holding to. I think a lot of that's pop, whereas new wave was really doing something different. So Morrissey and the Smiths they're doing something different. So they're in some ways more in the spirit of new wave in the second half of the 80s than what we might be have been calling the second half of New Wave, which I would say is more just pop music, 80s pop music. Whereas Morrissey and the Smiths, they're, they're, more, they're, more, they're reacting like, okay, everyone's just partying. Like, we're not, we're not that. So they're, they're, their wave is against that, right? Once it, it's not New right. Wave anymore once it's totally everyone's doing this thing. Then it's just mainstream pop. But then that goes back to my original challenge. Is New Wave about the music or just about doing something different? In which case, that it could be anything. Well, as ev- long as I it's think different. every genre, like, Are there- it's not, fashion isn't just a thing to, about 80s music or New Wave. Every genre has their fashion that comes with it. Like, think of hip hop. Like, like when Run, it was one thing with Grandmaster Flash, and then it, was, it became huger when like Run DMC did their thing. And LL Cool J, and then and then, but it's still like there's a, a fashion element to to all these genres. So, but but I think uh, you know I made the mention of like the the film in in film they use this waves like the French New Wave, the Italian Wave. Like there's all these different waves of movements, and it's almost like every major culture has their wave of filmmaking that's like okay and like in america it was the 70s like the indie film stuff is dark and it's like the artists in control i think with the the new wave movement it it is more about this reaction too and it's we know when that term started being used when did the term new wave start being used to describe music I saw a documentary. I was watching a documentary a few days ago. It was a BBC. It's new. It's 1977. And the music they're listening to, it doesn't sound hardly like this stuff, but it's just different than punk. It's probably like proto new wave, but they were actually saying, tell us about this new wave. And it was called new wave BBC. And it was in England. It was like 77. And they were like, there was these bands I've never heard of mostly guitar, but synth as well. And they're playing stuff that just sounded, you know, like, like this kind of proto new wave sound, right? Um, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, I I I think that uh, there is a big difference between the '80s pop 
of the like second half of the 80s and the new wave stuff of the early some of it sounds very similar in terms of similar synth sounds and similar gated drums but like it's it's i think culturally probably what it felt like at the time and what and maybe some of it's just like if it's cool or if it's critically if it's popular versus like cutting edge and eventually it wasn't cutting edge anymore and then whereas morrissey kind of was cutting edge but he was like more depression rock instead of happy party (laughs) happy party whatever but yeah anyway that's my my rant over All right, we can. That's we can. our that's our Hall of Fame. Yeah, man, there it is. our twelfth. Steve, picks. so quick, how, how do ahead. you feel about the Hall of Fame? I feel pretty good. Did, given, we, did get, we get it eighty percent right? Who missed? Who I, I think, or what songs were should have could have been included? What, are we? We're going to do honorable mention. Yeah. Well, right. look to answer. Yeah, we're at least eighty eighty percent there. I mean, worst omission. The, poli- I, the police in my the mind cure. It, in my mind it, it's Susie and the banshees in my mind uh i think so uh the, the and then yeah you've got bands like the police that you know are 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 there and on the list and there again the and band, some maybe of us the, picked dexie's midnight runners the instead. police the cars <laughs> brandon's gonna be the one that carries the weight from this episode <laughs> of including you know, that one one hit wonder one of the but thanks for joining us uh if you agreed with what we picked then you know let us know if you have serious concerns let us know either way agreement disagreements or grievances then yeah let us know send the hate mail in and uh brandon will probably read it on the air (laughs) that's right we'll debate it there's a good chance take it under consideration and this is us reminding you to let the music be your master Christine, the strawberry girl, Christine, banana split lady, Christine.